This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by ComicBookClick.com. That's it, people. ComicBookClick.com is the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, our articles, and every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. Visit ComicBookClick.com and remember, you, yes, you are worthy. out there in comic book land my name is george serrano aka the don and if you're listening to this you could only be here for one reason and it's a brand new episode of the major issues podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always i am never alone sir please introduce yourself hello again everyone this is the red ranger kevin honor kevin honor is here and ladies and gentlemen he is here in studio our first Co-hosts, we're six feet apart. We got our hand sanitizer. Everyone's been tested and checked, but it's <laughs> he's putting on some more. But can never be too sure. Can never be not too even in a multi-million dollar studio such as this one. Well, with great power <laughs> comes great responsibility. Yes, yes, uh, Mr. Red Ranger, and we have. A hell of a responsibility today. That reminds me, yeah. I almost forgot about my responsibility to the world today. Because I brought you on this very particular episode to talk about a very particular topic. One that's near and dear to, I want to say, both of our hearts. And apparently one that only brings me to the table <laughs> when it is talked about. And, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. We are here to talk Power Rangers. But to allude to, what, to, allude to what you were talking about earlier... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Red Ranger Kevin Arner is one of my oldest and dearest friends. He's one of the uh, chief supporters of Comic Book Click from the very beginning. Uh, we had him on a couple of episodes in, earlier in Major Issues. He's done the logos and the social media for the entire conglomerate that is Comic Book Click. Um, and we've worked hand in hand for years in all kinds of creative ventures. Comics, though, were a bit of your blind spot for you. Absolutely, because I, uh, growing up, I would have comic books right? right but um i would have like a, a either a special issue or 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 something that came with with a an action figure or something like that yeah. so i would read them get into them but it was always a cliffhanger or you know the to be continued and then right. i would never know where to go buy the second one or the next part of the story and it, it was just like n- none of it was I was never uh, fully fulfilled with comics as a kid. So and you I, can't invest because you're, it's absolutely. like you're watching a random episode uh-huh. of the television series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew for a fact that the things I watched on television may have another episode the next day. Right. Comics is, oh, am I even on the right one? <laughs> when did this one come out? Because comic books, for some reason, uh, at around like six, seven or eight years old. This is a long time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's not that long. I'm only 33. Uh, <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it felt... Like, there were classic forms of media. It wasn't... I, I felt like comics were never new back then. And so it's almost <laughs> like it, if you weren't following them... Yeah. There's no real entry and, point. Especially yeah, and out the loop. Just forget about in the it. the 90s. 90s were a bit iffy with mm-hmm. our image and how everything was working. The comics weren't comic that big in, in the 90s, really. Especially not Marvel comics. Marvel yeah, comics yeah. was going bankrupt. Uh, was, DC was kind all of... Over the place doing some stuff I've read right. so many comics that were probably not even Marvel or DC I, right. I kid you not it was probably um 
image there were of comics Dark about or... yeah comics about like uh i don't know like a vampire in new york city or something right, like right. that and it would be like five pages long but the story was so the artwork i remember falling in love with so right. i always had like a, a thing with comics it's just that i never had the discipline to keep up or go search and find them you know for that medium yeah. But you always had the discipline to follow a certain group of heroes. Absolutely. Some teenagers with attitudes, some I, may they, consider I, them. <laughs> I couldn't escape it if, even if I tried. And we're talking about the Power Rangers. But um, when you sit back and look at, you know, this is a franchise that has outlasted some of the biggest and brightest television shows yeah. to exist. Um, it's gone to different networks. It's gone to different owners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it has its own feature films, a slew of toys. But when you think about it and you try to dig back, what do you think are some of your earliest memories of the Power Rangers franchise? Um, I guess that the same reason uh, I remember like not getting into comics is the same reason why I remember uh, sticking with or just falling in love with Power Rangers is because they had new episodes on every day. Yeah. You know, and uh, knowing that was almost a guarantee after school. Made me want to rush home even faster. Yeah, to get to that four thirty uh, Fox Kids time slot to right, make right, sure right. I did not miss that episode. And then I, you know, I used to just um, uh, you guys, even even you, at sometimes when I used to live in Brooklyn and in yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, Chestnut Street in East New York, um, it was uh, it was like, hey, Kev, what are you doing? You want to hang out? Come, you know, knock on the window, and then I'm always like, no, because I know I've got to. If I go outside at 3.30 right now, I'm going to miss the, the episode. We didn't have cell phones, so we're going to lose track of time. I'm going to have to keep running in and out, which was a big no-no. Right, right. You know, I, I had to be in the house at 4.30 so I could see the entire episode. And then at 5 o'clock, I would go outside and, you know, and, and, and go hang out and chill. But it was that. Then when I saw the episodes, it was like the, the big robot fights that I've never seen anywhere. I mean, we had the Voltrons. We had the um, the Transformers. But we never had anything where I saw the actual hero inside of a cockpit, yeah, and controlling the robot. I in, in never live seen action, that. also, right? Especially because in live action, we've seen all kinds of animated stuff. Like one of the things that stood out to me was the martial arts. Yeah, like we we have martial arts in forms of anime and stuff like that. Really impressive martial arts um, in early, you know, cinema and stuff like that. But we weren't getting it delivered to us as a kids show. You know, uh, in the well, middle of the afternoon, we had the Beverly Hills Ninja or something. Oh, we'll go, we'll, 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 oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, right. That, was a, that was something ninja esque. But no, ninjas were a big thing too uh, in the '90s for some odd reason, and um, so that 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 just I guess spilled over into I guess uh, what what made them successful in a in a business from a business standpoint, and that was the toys. So yeah, they, the Power Rangers topped my Christmas list every single year. Yeah, every year was, and I know I confused my mom with like uh, Power Rangers X Y Z. Yeah, right, exactly. Didn't I just no, get that, that for one, you? mom? Yeah. <laughs> no, that was one. that was the that was yesterday episodes robot. I mean today's episodes robot. And so to have that 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 kind of like um, uh, just fuel the fire too. And then finding other people like in school that watched it as well. Yeah. That's how I made friends. We had to pre- we were pretending we were the Power Rangers, and then. Yeah. Uh, it made us a closer, quicker because we had this thing and we had to be superheroes and we had to pretend we were fighting crime. And, you know, thank God we had like mats 
in the, these public uh, playgrounds in New York City because we would have hurt ourselves. <laughs> right. I'm telling you right now. I think everyone's picked up a stick at some time and it's become a sword or a bow staff yeah, of absolutely. some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, we, everyone fights over which ranger uh, they wanted to be, which I guess I have to ask you now. Uh, which ranger would you pick? Were you always the Red Ranger? Did you ever have to fight somebody for that spot? I know you're the Red Ranger now as yeah, introduced today, but um, was that always your color? Was that always your bag? It wasn't. And you know uh, how this is, um, it, it's weird because it, see, it's going to go into a lot of the things, um, Power Rangers kind of embodied or, or was, or just came from, came from in, right. in a sense. Yeah. Um, uh, so growing up, my favorite color was blue. And then as a kid, I kind of realized that, uh, a lot of other boys' favorite colors are blue. Yeah. Why is that? And then all oh, girls were pink. <laughs> it, was, it was so hard. You would, you would be hard pressed to find someone whose favorite color in your adolescent years, that wasn't something that that was already thrust upon you right. as a kid. You know, your yeah. your bassinets and your your pacifiers were all the color of your gender. Yeah, uh, allegedly. Uh, you know, yeah. so um, I just I felt I always felt different. So I wanted to. I needed something that just felt like nobody else said like ever. So I was like, oh, red as a joke. Yeah, I was like red. Uh, yeah, red is my favorite color because I didn't want my favorite color to be blue, even though it was. You didn't want to be typecasted. I yeah, I didn't. I just didn't. I hated hearing the same answers in a sense from the same pe- different people. It was weird. So um, eventually, for some reason, I think I, I lied so much about my favorite color it became the truth. <laughs> right? No, that happens. So, that yeah, totally be- happens. Because I started to buy accessories in red and 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 just looking at the red things in life, you know, and. Uh, just seeing like, uh, and, and it wasn't until I did that where I, when I saw uh, that the red was kind of like uh, it was catered to in a sense, yeah. you know, especially within Power Rangers, it was um he was the leader, yeah, you know, so I was like, oh, that's so cool, that yeah, nope, that's me, I'm red, red forever. My favorite color is now red forever. <laughs> I am always gonna be the Red Ranger, and and that's it. And so that's how that became. I, and I know it sounds weird, but that's I had to make it true. You know, no, it, 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 I actually have a, a pretty similar story. Um, I was kind of always a shy kid growing up. It's crazy now I have 140 episodes of this podcast, but Woo! I couldn't, I initially wasn't really big on speaking up and, and talking to other people. And so when push came to shove and they handed out the colored folders uh-huh. or the pencils yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff, and they'd always ask you your color. And I was never one to get in front of anyone, so I never really got the reds or the blues. Yeah. So eventually, I started telling people my favorite color was green. Wow. Because if I can call green, no one else is going to call green no, and it'd you, be you, my... You always have the green thing. And it, I'd, it always had the green thing. And so when yeah. the green ranger shows up in Power uh, Rangers, uh, I'm there like, oh, this yeah. is cool as hell. I'm off to the side. Dude, nobody wanted No one it. picked it. Yep. Yeah, no one picked it. Guaranteed. So I'm good. And no, it, it's crazy how much of your identity comes with those initial first choices you make as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the peer pressure around you to not make the same choice as everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, know? you, you didn't want to be that 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 kid. You you wanted to... Something was in us, as I guess, as kids where, that we needed to figure out who we were. And in the things we watched, I guess, helped us a lot with that. So I guess if the Green Ranger debuted on Friday, you knew you went back to school that Monday. And he was a heel, which he was a heel. a lot yeah, of my yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of my uh, bias yeah, towards. Yeah. I'm pretty sure our audience knows what the heel term is, and if they don't, I guess. it's just a it's a bad guy. It's a bad uh, professional wrestling, effing. but it, yeah, it's it's a bad person. And um, I've always had an affinity for villains growing up, and I I, could, I guess I see where that all started. Speaking of all starting, 
Let me give you guys a little bit of a background on Power Rangers the series. So it turns out, on a business trip to Japan, Haim Saban came across a broadcast of, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Chowdensi Bioman. Uh... And so he saw the, the this show, he saw the popularity both inside and outside of the country, and he's like, oh, we could totally do something like that in um, American style. So they produce a pilot of this Bioman in 1986, Which and everyone's like, this terrible. is garbage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, this is garbage. This would never work. Mm-hmm. And for five years, he's trying to get some studio to bite. He's shopping around, uh, he's shopping around this, uh, this pitch, and it just, uh. It can't, it, but it, it doesn't end up happening. Uh... Eventually, he ends up finding some sort of success in 1992 because he founded a network. Um, he found a network executive that was actually familiar with Super Sentai, and that was Fox Kids's Margaret Loesch. I want to say is her name. Mm-hmm. And during her time with Marvel Productions, saw partner Stan Lee trying mm-hmm. to sell the Sun Vulcan series to various television stations. So there was already a bubbling of people yeah. wanting this kind of stuff. So, but real quick, Bioman, they that was a five-person team. Uh, Sun Vulcan was a three-person team. So How would, have different... you seen those series? Are they I've, any good? I've are seen... They, any... They, they are deep. They are raw. And they really? are... Yeah, they are imaginative. They are what the, um, the, the, the... I guess the Japanese or the Asian uh, community believes that they are young audience can take okay. there was blood there was wow. talks of death there was a lot in there it was very heavy and a lot to unpack for us in america if we had that on fox like death and and, and all of that and, and images of blood fcc shut down done. right right, right. <laughs> they can't take it but for some reason or another they were able to not only air that on children's television but Kept it going and for quite some time. What year were these? Uh, these well, we're, these they, the they 70s, tried to shop right? that around '86. So we're talking about the '80s in general. Okay, okay. So this is after they uh, his trip to Japan and yeah. he met up with um, yeah, he Margaret. Spoke, he spoke up with Margaret, and yeah. I heard actually saw this in a documentary. Apparently, they had created a, a pilot yeah. for Power Rangers. And they did. Um, and you know who and that was? Who was in there? <laughs> a, there was a different Yellow Ranger. I know for a fact. Oh well, the pilot for Power <laughs> Rangers. Yeah, 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 was definitely. Um, it was uh, Not, it was different, it, it, but it was yeah. They had um, Trini was uh, another played by another actress. I got a I Latina wish I knew her actress. Name. Yeah, what is her name? Do, do you know her name? What what is her name? You're gonna go look for somebody's that. Somebody's gonna yeah. Somebody's gonna get her name for me. <laughs> well, while you're looking for that, um, yeah, they they create this this uh, pilot using footage from the latest Sentai series, <laughs> Kaio Ryu Sentai Zayu Ranger. Am I saying that right? What was it? Kayu, <laughs> Kayu Ryu Sentai Zayu Ranger. Oh, I just, I, well, no, but I just like to hear you say that whole thing and struggle through it. It's actually, uh, Ju Ranger. Kayu, Kuru, Kuru Ryu Ju Ranger. All right. I'm going to have to just point to you whenever I need that thing to be said. <laughs> Kuru Ryu Ju Ranger. That was, uh, in 1992 ish. Right. Yeah. And so they create this pilot, and they actually call the pitch Galaxy Rangers. It wasn't actually called Power Rangers. Yeah, they were actually called the. Yeah, that was the pitch. That was the pitch that uh, Saban was bringing to the networks because um, you got to remember that no other no network at that time had a kids like thing. Also, live action. Again, I have to stress like live action. Kids television is not a huge thing unless you're talking about like Barney, right? Yeah. So you you don't want to step on the toes of those. And you, you mentioned Barney that it was like um they had they had kids programming, but they didn't right. have like kids like uh, just set television blocks like especially with and if what, they were like I said, they were animation. 
Animate, yeah, yeah. They, they would load because it, it was cheaper to hire cheaper animators, voice voice actors. Don't have right. to. They, they're they're cheaper than uh than than us, you know, people on camera. And then um, yeah. So no network kind of wanted. Not only was it to them a bad idea, but nobody wanted to pay for it right. because they didn't know how much the licensing of the footage they were going to be adapting would be in a sense. Yeah, and they were definitely going to cut costs by only producing seemingly so half, much of the, cost. half of the show. Yeah, they, not even half of the show. <laughs> they, third, if, the, if the show, and it did oh, do 30-minute episodes, so we want to break down a 30-minute episodes. Roughly, you got, yeah. uh, back then, it was probably around 20, 21 yeah. minutes yeah. actually runtime of the episode right. because the other minutes go to opening videos, commercial breaks, uh, network bumpers. Last week on. Last week on, you know, the recaps and all of that. So, we, 21 minutes, and then you have a, a, a Megazord fight that probably didn't last too too long, but if you, if you splice all of the Japanese footage together, it is about more than half of what they've actually got to film. And this right. is why they were able to air every day, because they were... Their, their days were pretty much like that. But yeah. long you could days. probably film a week's worth of television in a day. Absolutely. Because you're only doing pickup shots to connect the shots that you already have. Yep. We're, we're going to explain all of this in a second. <laughs> um, so it turns out a test screening for this with an audience of children ends up being very successful. So the pilot ends up getting picked up by Fox Kids for a 40-episode order. But they optioned in the contract that after the 40 episodes, they get to, to determine whether or not they're going to renew the series. Yes. So it's still, even though it, it got aired and even though it got picked up, it was not a guarantee. It was still not a uh, 100% guarantee. If yeah, this no. series failed, we would have only seen a couple of, a season or two of Power Rangers. And it was supposed to only be, um, if memory serves me correctly, about five episodes that they gave them. They like, okay, we'll give you a shot, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you on. We're going to put you on August 31st. 28th. 28th. Close. Oh, I was close. close. <laughs> August 28th, 1993. Yep. And we're going to put you on like at 6.30 in the morning on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when well, nobody's up. And here's your shot. You better make it. You got to make it in this town, baby. They end up, they end up giving this show, you know, um, they put in, like you said, in the Fox Kids programming block, which I think helped it so much. There was so oh, much. Oh, tremendously. Fox was, uh, and I love Fox to this day for just helping me grow up. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, real quick. Her name was Audrey Dubois, the first original Trini that was in the pilot episode that they wound up recasting with Thai Train. Right. Uh, the the Asian Trini. We Did had a you Latina know, Trini. Uh, why that was um, made? That, is that was you know made? what? I don't know. It could. Uh, it's weird, and I never seen and her on any of these powerful It could have been a studio being like, "Hey, could have been just something like that." She probably whatever. got another role somewhere, an opportunity somewhere else. Um, She's like, "You want me to do what?" And <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was she was a great Trini. I I enjoyed her 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 interpretation on it. But we would wind up getting a Latina uh, Trini way 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 down in the future. Uh, well, Latina Yellow Ranger. Yeah, Latina Yellow Ranger, who yeah. was also Trini. Her name was Trini as well. Oh, yeah, That's the lovely Becky G. Yes. Ah, I miss yes. you, Becky. <laughs> um, it, Mighty Morphin, which is what we're primarily going to be talking about today. Yes. Um, the, uh, it was the first entry into the Power Rangers franchise. Uh, became a 1990s pop culture phenomenon. The massive popularity led to astronomical toy sales. Can you remember the first piece or the most significant piece of Power Ranger merchandise you owned as a kid? Um, I think it was... You want me to go? I can go first if you want me to. Yes, please do. <laughs> I had... And I, I know I definitely had the uh, Tiger Zord. 
That was one of the best things wow, I, I had. Ooh. Yeah, with the little ball in the mouth that used to okay. light up when you press the button. Did you have the one that was like remote control attached to the Tiger Zord? Because no, I've seen no, no, the no, knockoff. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I just seen the regular. No, the regular. Good, because I got one. something similar to, and I just. And I didn't have them all. I didn't have every toy. Yeah. I had that, but what the thing that I remember the most is, and this is how you know, A, that my parents loved me, love you, mom, <laughs> and B, how ridiculous things got. I had a tour of the Shuttle Zord. Toy, <laughs> literally just the transport yeah, mechanism that yeah, that for it. the rest of the. Did you need that part too? <laughs> no, I just this humongous tour the shuttles or this Is big this turtle Christmas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> big turtle zord that was like the parking lot for the other yeah, for was, the other zord. Absolutely nothing. Um, I had that. Uh, I think I might have had a dragon dagger. Yeah. But yeah, those because again, the Green Ranger. I was all on that, all on the timeliness of it all. Can you remember some of your early? Well, to, to back to your toy, your tour, the Shuttle Zord. So in Power Rangers, it was just a Shuttle Zord. Yeah. Super Sentai, Jude Ranger, it was actually a uh, someone put, uh, turned into a turtle. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was always and something then, ridiculous yeah, in the actual yeah, show. I swear. And then I, if I, they were turned into a turtle or, or they were possessed by a turtle. I know it was just Queen Bendora, I think is the name. She did something and that turtle was actually alive it was it was and like you can a live human in it still it was a human like it was right, right. it had a human essence to it i, I have to watch those episodes back tor had a soul yeah it did yeah. so this is why in a lot of the uh, app, uh the 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 uh, american uh footage uh, uh i guess versions of it you can see it kind of its reactions are very like just like uh human like Yes, it's emotive. It's, yeah, it's like it looks like it's crying. It, it does. It, it does comes, things that if it was just a a transport vehicle, it wouldn't do. It would not do. Right. It, it, it summons the Red Rangers uh, uh, Zord to come and like charge its itself. And I'm pretty sure America said batteries. <laughs> right. Japan was probably soul. So, yeah, 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 the yeah, honor. Yeah, <laughs> charge come with honor. recharge your soul inside of my turtle Give shell. Give me more honor. And this is how, yeah, yeah. But my, I guess my to your your question, my my, uh, I guess, uh, man, I want to. I'm thinking McDonald's toys. They had. I a mean, lot you of, had to have the Power yeah, Rangers mm. that you could be able to push the head down, and the morphed head would now, come up. That right? is Everyone something. Had those. I think a cousin of mine had that, and they had a. I think they had a Jason or Trini. I'm not too sure, but all I remember was. Every other kid I've seen, like, in my childhood was always just mashing and punching and using the limbs and stuff for what it was, I guess, supposed to be or yeah. anticipated to be. Banging them into each other. Yeah, but me, I was the kid that would take the toys and try to keep them as pristine as possible. Yeah. Nobody damaged them. There's no scratches, no nothing. But then I, I would want to always learn how they had the mechanism work. So it was Tommy. I had a Green yeah. Ranger one. So I had Tommy. And I was, I would always like mid flip it. I would take it as far doing, as you can go. <laughs> yeah, instead of like yeah. doing the uh, the the button on the back, I would do it myself and see just how they, you know. So it was two heads on a swivel. Yeah, one had the helmet, one had the likeness of the actor, and I would just like go back and forth to see why and how those would change. It was so weird. It was yeah. That was that was my time with it. So I think my first actual Power Rangers toy was that Tommy swivel hill. It, it, it was because I remember not having his shield. The gold shield he had. Ah. Yeah, it didn't have that shield. So That's, once you okay. swiveled it, you have to put the shield back on. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember <laughs> either fun. I lost it, most likely, or I, it didn't have, I didn't have it. So, so you just look like a regular Green Ranger. Yeah, and then uh, for, for some reason, I said, I want more of these. When's Christmas? And then that's when it began. <laughs> that's when it like, all the started coming down. Like, I, I used to uh, get, um, 
had the porky, the the pig. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the one that just what, his, his evil he, plan was to eat all the. <laughs> no, didn't he eat all the Power Rangers? <laughs> no, it was plan. Was to eat all the world's food. And that was Rita's. Plan. And he had a helmet. He had like a Trojan helmet he for some strange hel- I reason. I don't know. But the one thing that freaking got him was acid reflux or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they it gave him too much spicy food. Inter- in- and he eventually, uh, anti. Oh, I remember because they kept feeding him. Yes. But it, it was very much like the burnt Ernie eating, where you can't <laughs> swallow the things. You can only chomp them up. Yeah, so you could clearly tell them. The everything is falling not, out. Of yeah, it's not, it's not selling the chew. No, it wasn't. So, <laughs> no, it wasn't. But yeah, the, that was the evil plan. And this is the kind of show. It was basically a big with, head with arms and legs. One big head, yeah, one big, head, one big pig head out. here for revenge because they're tired, they're tired of us just roasting pigs. But the randomness of these monsters, so act, there was actually <laughs> a method to the madness because <laughs> the show adapted stock footage from the Japanese series, mm-hmm. uh, which I would like you to pronounce, please. That is, once again, Ju Ranger. Uh, mm-hmm. Which took place from 1992 1993. Um, and that was the 16th season of the Super Sentai franchise. Oh, so they had already going on in 16 they years. It, and we basically had a treasure trove of stock footage mm-hmm. to sift through and create a, a, a brand from. You mm-hmm. know? So you had. Um, you, the series was created by combining toys, fo- toys, uh, yeah, yeah, toy, toys, toys footage. Japanese company. <laughs> that's, that's the uh, production company. Yes. So they would combine toys footage with shots of the American actors in an American setting. So mm-hmm. all the Japanese footage would be removed or dubbed over yeah. by those actors using ADR to patch up some of the inconsistencies and stuff. It's after dialogue recording. Yes. <laughs> and the team itself, like most of the episodes, had to deal with them facing a problem in real life. Yeah. And like modern issues. Like recycling. Right. And then the monster would tie into the moral somehow. So they'll uh-huh. fight Recyclops. So, or whatever yeah, yeah. so Recyclops <laughs> right. would be the villain. And then Recyclops would get defeated. Uh, therefore, defeating the problem pollution. that we had. Pollution. pollution. There right. we go. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what the, the premise, the thing was, the formula. I, I, it's been described as a mishmash of Voltron meets Saved by the Bell. Absolutely. Do you that's agree? exactly what Saban uh, wanted. Yeah. He wanted. Uh, Everyday teenagers who were diverse, you know, this is why we got the 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 jock and Jason. We got the the uh, uh, it's bad to say, but we got the token and Zach, and right. we got the Asian and Trini, and we got the nerd and Billy. But and, you, know, you know, not for nothing. You know, token is a is a term obviously used uh, with a negative connotation, yeah. but without placing and saying. And making a mandate that we need an African American on this team, we don't get one. Absolutely. So it, it's yeah. so it's so up now. in the air. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so up in the air when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it though. As a child, I cause I saw right through it all. Everyone was my. I think a, 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 a an adult one time had made a comment about like why is the why is the black one black and the yellow one yellow ranger and I I didn't I don't understand it. So therefore, it didn't matter to kids. Their target, their demo. Yeah, you know, I guess somebody pulled the trigger on that, and they they were very smart about it. They knew the parents would riff, but they knew the kids wouldn't care. No, yeah. Um, what do you think of the original Super Sentai series in comparison to Mighty Morphin? Now that you're old enough, it's all over the place. And you've and you've. <laughs> do you think Mighty Morphin's better? Uh, I think Mighty Morphin had I just think more I don't digestible. Know, maybe this could be me and my biasness in America. Maybe because I'm an American kid and grew up in America, and you know, yeah. if, had I would have grown up in Japan, I probably would have a different outlook on it. But I gave. And still do give the Japanese uh, Super Sentai uh, love, and, and, and I, I just love. And I, I, even into this day, there's a, a Kiraman. I'm gonna I'm gonna botch this one. The, right. the current episode, uh, the current season right now in 2020 of Super Sentai is called Kiram 
Kiraminja. So it's Kira, Kiraminja, I think it is called. So they have a dance at the end of the um, uh, uh, of each episode. And I'm going to tell you why they do. Because like I said, <laughs> the Japanese versions are so heavy sometimes. And, yeah. And just, just, just full of just emotion. They have to bring the tone back to a happy place. Oh, at the end of it. So they do right, a cool right, right. little dance. I know half of the Kiraminja Change dance. Kira Major Jants, all right? Don't, don't. You'll probably see it on YouTube one day, but uh, I am proud of it. Make sure you tag on booklet. It's such a beautiful season that, that that they have going on right now. So I I love what they've done. And in, in, like you said, they have, which, which season was this that they picked up? They wound up picking up for? This would uh, be... Uh, the 17th, you said? The 16th. The 16th yeah. season. So, like, I went back to see what was up before. Right. Totally, yeah. You know, uh, Drew Ranger. And it goes in so many ways to to a lot of recycled um ideas they right. did uh like they did cars they have done dinosaurs before they did um you know birds angels the, the themes of these uh, uh seasons just vary and the way i think personally they were able to maintain such a uh i guess a lineage is because every season changed yeah the theme changed the concept changed the actors changed which, which is most huge, importantly, yeah, which, which is, is huge, you know, yeah. so it allowed them to refresh the brand every single year. And on uh, one one particular uh, Super Sentai series, I think this was the first one. Which what was it called? Wow, what, what the was first it called? Super Sentai series. First Super Sentai series was called Jack Jacku Jacku Rangers. Jacku yeah, Rangers. I think it's Jacku. <laughs> so they were playing cards or something like that. Oh, like human playing cards. They it gets around this these, these concepts so. It's either Jackal or um, uh, Change Man or what, what is it? Oh, like that they were doing on that episode. So there's a pink ranger there with literally her helmet on top. This is before the fiberglass helmets. We love the cool little visors and things we have like nowadays. They had her wear a blonde wig on top of hers. Just to, you know, just, just in case you didn't think the, the, the uh, gymnastic singlet wasn't enough to... It says Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger. Go Ranger. Go Ranger. That's the first one. 1975 to 1977. Look at that. Oh, so that was the probably the only one that lasted so long. And that, oh, wow, 75, 77. Yeah. It's almost what Mighty Morphin did because they didn't, they were either too afraid to change it or didn't know how to, you know, so. They only put it on hold so they can, <laughs> so they could work on the live action Spider-Man series, the Japanese really? Spider-Man series. Really? something Look, oh, connecting wow, connecting crazy. comics and uh and Power Rangers was what so we're here the, to do oh, today. Oh look, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt in it. That was now they first. put that on hold uh to do wow. the the giant robot yeah. uh Marvel show. Yeah, because Marvel then, wasn't yeah. selling over in Japan for some reason, right? Or is that the case? Why? I think Stanley was always just trying to peddle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sell off. Like, I mean, it's to, I, to, I can figure it's hard. Money. It's hard to get Captain America to sell over in Japan. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marvel was really you know Marvel starts up. You know that their time, the comics, they start up in the '60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around this time, a lot of their characters, the X Men, Spider Man, gotcha. they're they're finally getting ground. They're finally the new rock stars of the comic world. Nice. Superman and but Batman debut in like '39 and '40, respectively. '38 yeah. and '40. 1938 and '40. Is there like so a preference for them over there? I uh, for the maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know yeah. he's in manga. I know they've they've done some manga Absolutely. comics oh, of, yeah, of Batman and stuff. Absolutely. So that's pretty damn cool. And you know that ties me. It, you, they, the Power Rangers will see them a lot a little bit later on, but yeah, no. Um, I guess I do like I love the Super Sentai series, and I love what they've done, and I love the influence they've had on American culture. Not yeah. only you know just J- Japan in general 
has always been a step ahead. Ahead, it, it almost isn't looking anywhere else. We are constantly looking yeah, elsewhere. Yeah, for to see who's catching up to us, or yeah, yeah. if we need a motivation. It's like right. Japan. They're like, no, we're gonna try this and we're gonna do this, and then you guys are gonna like it. And then you, you have people talk about Quentin Tarantino, and then Tarantino will go and tout uh, uh, Kawasawa. Mm-hmm. You understand? Know so it's like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we we have people that we think are geniuses, and they'll be like, "Oh no, we ate yeah. this from Japan. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah. killing it over there for years, yeah. or they would just brought it over here." It was like the, the the ring when I found out the ring was from Japan, and then um, I was like, "What?" And Japanese horror itself, you know, we people consider on a different shot. on a yeah. different, on a different uh, like, okay. level. The Grudge. So the Grudge that that's what it was, right? Yeah. Was it the Grudge? Yeah, uh, both of them probably. Probably. Right, I was about to say girls the office, were here. <laughs> no, girls were here. <laughs> the office was from the, the UK. Right? Do you think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, still holds up today? That it was a hodgepodge of Japanese and American footage because I got out of the franchise mm-hmm. without knowing. I when I stopped wow. watching, yeah, when yeah. I stopped watching after Space, I still had no clue as to why certain scenes were darker mm-hmm. and less and yeah. lower quality than others yeah. and why they felt like they had to talk with their hands so often. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that they were taking three-fourths of a Japanese series and just replacing the Japanese people. It's it. it's um, interesting because the reason why, I guess I'm going to go to the, the quality issue and why they do look uh, distinctly different in the first uh, seasons is because what uh, Jew Ranger and Super Sentai did up until I want to say 1994 or five with their um, uh, there's a season and I, I don't want to just just I'm gonna just throw one out there. It could have been um, the Kaku Ranger season with the um, the ninjas. Uh, they would use um, film to film uh. to, to to do their to film their uh, their their episodes, and so a lot of it was shoot to film. They would get like that and then, I mean, shoot to edit, I'm sorry. Yeah. They would get those scenes that they need and then watch to the next thing. And normally the next thing was just turn the production around to the next, uh, <laughs> right. you know. The next area you know, to shoot. Yeah, 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 area to shoot because then they had the uh, the uh, studio for the Megazord fights, which um, people were in and they were heavy uh, uh, things. But um, the reason why we, they so yeah, yeah, film was a uh, Jew Ranger and I think uh, American had, what were we filming on at the time? It had to have been like digital or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's high definition. Another thing then, is, if so. we're pulling, if we're pulling, um, you know, their 16th season, I'm assuming that that was a bit a ways, like that was a bit back. Yeah. So, so then maybe their no, stuff no, no. was. So I, you know what? To be this, the reason why we chose the 16th season in a sense versus like the their first, and this would have been our first, is because those the timelines met up. Yeah, it, so they had just did. They just, they, they were over it a year ago. Yeah, so why yeah. not take the the, the latest recent, season? Yeah, because yeah, they couldn't get the one that was currently airing, and that would have been um uh that would have been uh which one that would have been Goose Goose Oh, I, I'm gonna mess. I, believe, up. I don't know. I, I, I don't. <laughs> you know, but I, I it's I, I was into it because that was the season that they could have took from in real time. Would have been the one that they got Tommy from because they did take one uh, ranger from that right. that season, and that was the White Ranger. They they threw him into Jew Ranger, and I'm pretty sure overseas they were like, "What is this? Yeah, what are why they doing? Y'all stick the How two? are y'all putting this How White did Goku Ranger end up showing up next to Superman? Like, what's this going makes on no here? sense. Right, what are y'all doing? And then y'all gonna make a movie out of it? Look yeah. at it. Then the yeah, armor they stretched like, out. They their season, it out, bro. You know, they, they stretched Power Rangers, crazy Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. If it would have taken on the same identity as you know. 
where it took its adapted footage from mm-hmm. would have been one season. And like you said, yep. every season of quote unquote Power Rangers would have been a different theme, mm-hmm. different actors, etc. But they struck gold so hard mm-hmm. with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, they literally took this glass, you know, this this bottle of 100 proof alcohol and just started yeah. adding water. They're like, how much can we spread this? So this question: thing out What would you do if you was to now then run out of water? You have to come up with a new alcohol, right? <laughs> I guess you got to come up with make make your own alcohol. So you got to start making Saban your own alcohol. and the boys not only ran out of the alcohol, they ran out of the water too. My and then they had to call Japan and say, "Can you make us some new water? Water that's never been seen or drunk before." Right. So what the, in my the analogy is that Saban they depleted the. Drew Ranger footage yeah. for their two seasons of Mighty Morphin, uh, which are both like season. fifty episodes each. <laughs> That's what I'm Every saying. day yeah. on Fox Kids, right, come right. on, you're depleting something. Right. Nothing is. A, it's like now weird. we now we talk about like oh my god, Supernatural, twenty three episode seasons, mm-hmm. The Flash, twenty three episodes. You talking about fifty episodes? It was uh, in seasons. the bank, and they had to they they were producing it, and so they 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 got a little uh, creative. I don't know how creative it is now in hindsight, but. They had to ask the production company, the toy company that did um, Jew Ranger. Mind you, they're they're prepping for now. Not only the see, they're done. The season uh, Jew Ranger was uh, like finished on their television like two or three years already. Yeah. Now they're being called to shoot brand new footage with those costumes, with those, those costumes, the monsters yeah, right. that are not any and any episode. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, just give us fifteen minutes um, more. Of of something, if anything, I don't that know how they American, right? Yeah, I don't just know make how, more of yeah. this. So they didn't have a Rita Repulsa in in these these uh they call them Jew Ranger Jew Ranger two, and, and you you'll find it on YouTube too. And so suddenly in America she shrinks, yeah, and she's gone. Uh huh. I'm assuming. Well, because now Queen Bandora. Yeah, no. Well, isn't they have. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, now on so America, there's no, yeah, there's no whoops. Queen Bandora in this Jew Ranger two footage. So guys, we, we need, need a villain. A villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hence, we'll, we'll Lord talk about, yeah, we'll talk about him in a bit. Was here. Let before we get into uh, the cast as we know them um, and some of the film stuff. Let's talk the fun stuff. Let's yeah. talk tropes. What are some? If you had to explain some of the tropes of Power Rangers to someone who's never seen it, and I'll join in up with you. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the tropes? I'll start with every ranger wears their color all the time. Everywhere. I loved that because it, for some reason, <laughs> they don't do that in Japan. Because it would be terrible secret identity, Kevin. But what they do <laughs> do in Japan is a lot of the times, more, more times, more often than not, is that the team outside of the costumes have on standard uniforms. Okay. Now, uniforms could be um, what that character would wear, like a leather jacket and a red shirt yeah. or a leather jacket and a button down. That would be what they wore throughout the entire season out of costume. <laughs> right. Not it's not specific to any academy or anything right, right, like right, that, right. but that's what they what they they did. So um, I guess that was their version of it. But I loved seeing them in there because the it variation was yeah, it also like yeah how the black hoodie how the black can, shirt the how, black flannel how far <laughs> can you take this right uh, and then they took it. Far so much so to where they would have the actors in black shirts, but flannels. the book bag would be yeah. blue if yeah. you were Billy. Yeah. Or the cup they drunk out of would be their color, and that was seeing that type of creativity and that type of uh, and also that type of identity, right? Because each yeah. person 
identifies with this color so much that that's all mm-hmm. they want to wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all they want to drink out of. The only color comes. And in canon, and, and, and storyline wise, it was never told to them no. to be, yes, wear your color out. What? Are you crazy? You have to. Right. Never, no mentor, no nothing, no season, no ever, ever, ever told them that you must wear your color. It was just such a, a, a thing that made it. I guess, what do you, it's, uh, see, now I'm starting to think of something that has, it's it's called something, I can't think of the word right now, but it's, it's like one of those things, it's like a, um, it goes without saying in a sense, yeah. that makes it that, yeah. you know, and only a few know, and this is why it's so special. So having the Power Rangers always wear the colors, even though a lot of people picked up on it quick. Right. I always wondered why no one else picked up color. on it quick, yeah. why no one else was like, Hey, the Power Rangers have yeah. five colors, mm-hmm. and those five people always wear those five yeah. colors. And now we're talking about our next trope. What about them constantly needing to disappear? I love uh, that, and I'm gonna tell you why. That real quick, I'm gonna get go back ahead. to the color thing. Oh, there was only one Ranger though to actually bring that up in the entire series of Power Rangers, and that really? man's name was Tommy Oliver. All right, and at the time he was Doctor Oliver because <laughs> okay. this was Power Rangers Dino Thunder. And he had just became the Black Ranger. The episode was called Back in Black. And um, at the end of the episode, he said, uh, all right, guys, I'm going to leave now. And they were like, where are you going? He was like, I got to head to the mall. Buy more black Yeah, because there's a serious right? shortage of black in my closet. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's gosh. All right, but um, so what was the... Um, uh, always having to dip out. Disappear. Secret identities. Yeah, man. That's one of the top three rules. You can't... You, first of all, you can't... You cannot escalate a battle unless, you know, your enemy Which, forces you to. And that's interesting because everyone always wondered why they didn't go straight to the Zords. But yeah. it, it was about escalation. Yeah, they, you the, can't escalate. You can't go straight to the Zords. You just made the fight worse than what it was if the putties are just attacking your picnic in the park. Yeah. You know? Now you have a big crater in the middle now of the park. Now you have a big park. crater. Now the city's <laughs> uh, taxes have gone sky high. Angel right. I don't. I would never live there. No. It's probably like $18 one way on the train. It, for two stops minimum, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's got to be like that. But no, it was the secret uh, secret identity, and a lot of reasons why I loved Power Rangers too was because um they had that aspect. Secret identities only we need to know. It's not detrimental to society or anyone specifically, but this is our thing. We have to keep together because if it falls apart, so does the rest of the world. And that's very comics as well. And that's you know? wild. That's, that's very comics. You know, Peter Parker yeah. uh, being a teenager. Um, can, the, the reason why I bring up the secret identities thing is it reminds me very much of Peter Parker in the sense of like, th- it would, this would be something that, uh, that ruins a school dance. You yeah. get to, you get the date of your life. Mm-hmm. You guys are out there all of a sudden. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta go get some punch. Well, Peter, you know? Parker's, <laughs> Peter Parker's, uh, in and out with, Two suspects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't think these You're guys, these guys, these, guys would, <laughs> these guys would disappear straight out of a classroom. Yeah, straight out of detention. Yeah. Sorry, Mrs. And Applebee. No, um, and no one would, no one would, <laughs> no one would say anything. Yep. Never saw their parents, so we didn't know if they had like family drama or issues and things. Right. But, but again, it was cre- another part to the creative aspect of it. It was cool to see them come up with the ways and excuses, and, that, and that's not to say that in sometimes in, in those moments it did ruin opportunities and chances for them to either be better than they were or get something that they want get to. something yeah, attain like there was a time where rocky was gonna go on a date with a girl and you know the thing came up and you know she wound up like just like being over it but you know he was like all right this is more important and um that's why tommy was like i should buy, i should probably bag somebody on the team 
Yeah, Tommy, I mean, he's Tommy like smart. somebody he's who knows what somebody they who knows to the plant pan global games. That's the Olympics, and that right? somebody who knows what they're talking about. We gotta talk hand signals with sound effects. The swoosh. Yes. Well, you know that's a trope, right? Are they still doing that? Absolutely, yes. Because you want to know why? The language of the show, isn't it? In the recent movie, they they were able to kind of play with the finally showing the actors underneath the helmet. Yeah. Back then, the first three seasons, you don't see anything. And in order for humans to to uh, connect. relate, connect, yeah. we have to see emotion. We have to see the eyes. We have to see the mouth. We have to see the sweat. We, we didn't see... None of that was seen unless you were uh, emoting physically, in a yeah. sense. So, fun fact, they actually have a... Had a... Uh, a, uh, a, uh, I, I forgot what they, their official job title was, but they right. had someone on set mm-hmm. to kind of teach the stunt actors because oh, they, they, I'm sorry, uh, spoiler alert. Stunt actors can act. <laughs> the people that were in the costumes in the first three seasons, unless their helmets were off, they were all stunt. Oh yeah, hundred percent. All and, and half and half of that footage. And half of that footage was footage other stunt. Yeah. It's Japanese. And it was people. other stunt men right, all around yeah. all around the globe. So yeah. yeah. So the stunt people had to learn how to act in the suit. Right. And there's a specific way to do that. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. That no. There's a way you have to like one, emote with your body. Emote with your body, and you gotta swoosh. They will add the, the sound effects in later, so it'll be a fist pump. And then a head nod, yeah. and then a head turn, and then another head nod, <laughs> right, another right, head right. turn, another one, and then a double fist pump, and then we'll go into the the poses in which they call roll calls, yeah. because anytime you see them go, uh, turn actual fiber, thunders colors, power. Yeah. Well, American, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't adapt that into. Um, uh, I think it was Power Rangers in space, probably, when they they finally used what the Japanese were using as roll calls. For what they were supposed to be, because yeah. the uh, when the Power Rangers in the first three seasons wound up getting the Thunder Megazords, that um, those poses they did, uh, Pterodactyl, Firebird, Thunderzord power was uh, Pink Ranger, Zoo yeah, Ranger yeah, yeah. Five, right, like right, right, you right. know what I mean. It was that they so, can make it anything. Yeah, so they we can, made it right. that, and then you know, finally, like later on, we got the hang of it, and we started to do like roll calls, and that just kind of added. I guess more, a little bit more like tension. Oh, like, oh, now, mother effer, yeah, you about yeah, yeah, to see. Yeah. Ooh, oh, let them introduce themselves again. Cause you, you know, but you don't really know, you know, it's yeah. so it's cool like that. So no, like the, the acting, you had to feel it, not even, just see it. You had to feel it through the helmets and the costumes. Cause they're going to turn, they're going to take those off at the end of the episode. Uh, hopefully it's not a two-parter. And you have to believe it's the same person. You got to believe it's the same person. You got to believe that what they're feeling and, 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 and expressing is the truth. You yeah, know. we talk. We covered Doom Patrol on yeah. this, you know, and uh, Brendan Fraser plays the voice of Robot Man, but there's a different person in the suit. Yeah, so he has to emote. That a lot, right? Yeah, he has yeah. to emote. Yeah, what Brendan's saying, mm-hmm. voiceover wise, and it has to match. Same thing, almost with uh, the Guardians, right? With uh, Groot and, uh, and and Rocket and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, so you have to get them. Probably, you have to get these. Anything you have that to was... convey that thing. I mean, if Power Rangers would have known about the. The what I call the Iron Man trick, the whole shoot a guy's head in a black space, mm-hmm. and then just put a bunch of eight you know HUD stuff in the front of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 
that saved that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Getting Robert, being able to see Robert Downey Jr. in the mask saved yeah. that movie. Yeah, they didn't, if Power yeah. Rangers would have had that at the time, who yeah. knows what would have happened. Uh, it would have been further than, there would probably be no Marvel or DC. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be Power Rangers forever. It would just be Power Rangers. That would be the only superheroes we ever had and talked about because they don't figure all of it out. We can't, uh, end tro- we can't talk or end tropes without talking about the Zords. You always need yes. these big robots, and you definitely always need um, the evil villain to make their robot huge. Oh, it starts off with Magic Wand, make my monster grow, mm-hmm. and ever, ever since then, everyone finds their own little device. Which to, I love, right? That uh, kind of growth. Yeah, uh, that, that gives them an identity, the, the evil villains, because yeah. you, you'll get lost. I, I mean, kids, we. I I always knew it was going to happen. I always knew that no matter what villain did you? they faced. There was sometimes it no, didn't. No, the idea I the idea I always felt that all villains had the capacity to make their monsters bigger. If that makes sense. Yes. And so, they did. They did. So they were as okay, a new we'll, season would come, equipped. yes. My eyebrow would raise as to how are you going to do it? How do you do it? Yeah, yeah. How are you going to do, do it? Do you have you a know? favorite way? Do you remember any I of think them? I like the grenade. The grenade. The, uh, Zed the, throwing Zed, grenade. The Zed yeah, grenade. Yeah. I, I, on, I how... feel like it's some kind of potion or something. Yeah. Uh, old girl used to just throw her... Old girl used to just throw her wand from the moon. But the aim <laughs> that it takes... It would crack the, the Earth's surface. Oh my gosh. The preciseness of the aim... First to of all, always the, it land, had to have been daytime. To always land in uh, Angel Grove, California. The moon had to have been at least in in, in, in its uh, uh what, what what orbit is it full called? rotation? I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sort of it's not half it's, crescent. It's not a half crescent moon on this one. It was in full moon all the time during the day. That's how she had to get that sword. Oh, it was a right. sword. It's a staff. Yeah. It was staff. It was yeah. a wand. Yeah. yeah, it was a wand. It was a wand. Yeah. But we were never told. So in in Sentai, she's like a big, dark, evil mm-hmm. galaxy witch. Yeah, Ben Bendora. All of that stuff That's is glossed over. In. Yeah, they, they, a bit in the series. Yeah. It's, it's tackled in the pilot. Yeah, and then majority, just like most ninety shows, majority of the plot of the show was spelled out in the opener of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we where we are introduced to these people, so that we can start talking about the original cast. So we have Zordon. I want to talk about him first. Mm-hmm. David um, Fielding. Yeah, David Fielding. Um, also later voiced by Robert L. Manahan. Are you know, are you? Um, I love that voice. Why, I didn't why know was that was he, his name. Why was he switched out? You know. Well, David Fielding just did the oh the face the face yeah which, and fun which fact, now when you look back he could be doing anything he could be saying anything that's exactly what they did they said wait a minute we don't have to have him every day do we. So here's what we do. We'll have him just do some things for three hours. Some facial, some angry faces, yeah, some happy faces. Give us high, hello, Bob. All right, you're good. Thank right. you, David. He did one day on the, the Power Rangers. And, and they've they been milking him. that for They milked after? him for four seasons, Holy about five hell. seasons. And all they had was either him or Robert speak. And this is why they had um, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the face was all. You don't ever see the mouth. Yeah. You know, it was yes. very weird. And I never knew, and I never, as a kid, I questioned it slightly, but I was like, uh, just like the whole, like, this, the footage quality changing back and forth. No, nothing was like, okay, I don't know, but it still is an awesome, and I want that Zord later. It was right, like right, the toy, right. you know, that just got me off of it. So he's an interdimensional being trapped in a time warp. Yes, he's by the, Rita he, He's the mentor of the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a person who gave him their powers. Mm-hmm. 10,000, sorry. Yes, 10,000 years ago, mm-hmm. Zordon led a fight against the forces of evil, in particular Rita Repulsa. Finally, he was able to imprison her and her minions in a dumpster, mm-hmm. which, Landed is that a space dumpster? Like, yeah. everyone acknowledges it as a dumpster. Define space dumpster. I'm saying everyone <laughs> acknowledges it as a dumpster. I didn't think aliens would have a dumpster, but I guess they know what a dumpster is. I guess every, 
every civilization has a well, trash can. When we when we finally get to the moon, you're gonna see how the trash cans are up there. And yeah, and that's what exactly yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm not gonna open them. Well, because I know what happened. Okay, when we get to the moon, people of the them. future, please do not open any dumpster cans you see up there. It's gonna, it's not gonna be good. He once <laughs> had a corporal human form, but now he appears as a floating head. Yeah. So the time warp thing. Have they ever showed his regular right, yeah, human absolutely. form? Absolutely, they did. Um. Uh. Well, they do. They use the Sentai footage of um the the Jew Rangers mentor, um who was like de- de- dressed in all like white and stuff. He looked like a wizard. Okay. So they kind of use him like in a, in a fighting <laughs> yeah. scene. Wow, Just, they didn't show his ridiculous. face. They kind of like showed this silhouette, and it was like that. So you kind of got an idea that he was a human and had legs and stuff back then. Yeah. But they really they really do show him show him in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Okay. Not even who's turns up of the command center it was very 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 good. Avant-garde, if you will. <laughs> Avant-garde. <laughs> uh, it's right next to Zordon, his trusted robotic assistant. Aye, aye, aye. Alpha 5. A multifunctional semi-sentient automa- automaton from Endinoid. Oh, no, I know. Do that again. Do it that again. It says semi-sentient. Do it again. It is a, it is a, I'm sorry. It was a automated, well, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Was Alpha standing for something? Billy had said said it. He said it. I believe it. It was a it was a android. Ah, oh, what was it? All right, what was the line again? I'm gonna try to deliver it the way he, <laughs> he says it. Well, it, it I don't think it stands for alpha, but it says um a multifunctional semi sentient automaton. No, no, so no. it can't be that. It has to be something that al automaton was Automat- the thing. automaton automaton. Sorry, yeah. Yes, but alpha does stand for something. It does. It goes. Ah, oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh man. They actually uh, touched so well on that on the latest uh, movie. Movie. Let's see. Um, I am not seeing any kind of thing, but you you get on that. Um, but yeah, he you know he was played by one person, and then he ends up being uh, voice acted by another. So he is portrayed by Sandy Selner. Oh yeah, so it was a woman and the man and the woman again, or something like that. It was voiced like, by uh, Richard several. Stephen Harvit Horvitz. 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 And Alpha 5 is just basically, you know, the kind of comic relief robot assistant of Zordon. Neither one of them can fight, so they have to um, enlist the help of teenagers with attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is these teenagers that uh, Zordon ends up bestowing the power of the power crystals upon, and thus they become the Power Rangers. Um, the showrunners and the casting director wanted a cast that reflected modern-day America. So they made sure the, the main cast was a mix of genders and ethnicities. And, again, we talk about token, you know, ethnicities and genders sometimes being casted on shows. But I'll say, man, if this wasn't as an eclectic cast as it was, I probably wouldn't have gotten into it. It was, um... If, um no offense to anyone, but if this, was a, if this was a show about five white dudes, I probably wouldn't watch it. Absolutely. Because it didn't make any sense. It wouldn't have made any sense. How you're gonna just choose five random people and, and they're, they're all? all... <laughs> so this is the most superior race on this planet. Uh, it seems it? that way, Alpha. <laughs> yes, of course. Out of control. They do have the right <laughs> stuff. All right, Rangers. Yeah, no, it's um, uh, it's weird because you know that's what they that's what society kind of gives. And when I say the right stuff, I just got reminded of the NASA and yes, and you know the actual yeah, right stuff. Of the like, movie. Yeah, so no, it's like um. It's, yeah, that's what the groups were to be the people to save or to go where no man had gone before. And finally, we got a, a group that looked like our high schools and elementary schools and, and, and things like that. And it looked like our music at the time and our pop culture. And our fashion. And our fashion, you know, yeah. uh, 
martial arts was, and you said ninjas was a hot uh, commodity. We had an Asian representative. Dance videos. Dance <laughs> video, videos. You know, we had. Yeah, we taught you how to dance. Hip hop was 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 huge, <laughs> and we had uh, uh, Zach as that that representative, yeah. and we had the you know the, the teeny boppers and with Kimberly with the. A child with the immigrant parents with training. We yes, had we the had whole, the yeah. geeks, the nerds. We had something. It we and I say we because I was a part of that. Yeah, we had something for everyone. It was weird though because I thought because I was black, I only could have been the black. <laughs> I, I could. I totally get that. I was like, yeah. wait, I guess I have to be black, right? Uh, the black ranger. All right, whatever. So I took black a couple times. I was never there. Carlos, just was, to let you know. <laughs> So yeah, when I they never, when they I, moved I, that yeah. black over to the yellow, and I was like, oh yeah, I guess it's free for all now, baby. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Uh, the the uh, initial core cast, and I'm gonna cl- include Tommy Oliver on that. But yeah. we have Jason Lee Scott played by Austin St. John, Woo! first Red Power Ranger and the team's first leader. Yes. Zach Taylor played by Walter Emmanuel Jones, mm-hmm. the first Black Ranger. We have Trini Kwan played by Thai Trang, the first Yellow Ranger. Uh, rest in peace. She passed away sadly in two thousand and one. That's September third, two thousand one. Unfortunately, in Los Angeles during a car wreck. It was, it was. Uh, I, I didn't. You know, it was crazy. I didn't. Internet wasn't big in two thousand. No, definitely not. So I didn't find out that that was the case until like two thousand three, two thousand five. That's crazy. Yeah. So childhood uh, heroes. Way huh? later, yeah. <laughs> we have uh, Thorn in My Side, Kimberly Hart, Amy Ooh. Joe Johnson, the first Pink Ranger, my first crush, but who's broken my heart in my adult life. Hello, Amy. Hi, Amy. Uh, we have probably the most um, controversial cast member, Billy Cranston, David Yost. His his time on the show. Uh, it was very good. He had spoke. a great arc. I like. He did. His, I but loved his character. He also spoke about his some exit bullying. was not uh, ideal, but he yeah. also spoke about some bullying and some you know. Some producers and Jason David Frank. <laughs> And we got to talk, talk about Tommy he, Oliver. He found Jesus David later. Okay. The Green Power Ranger and eventually the White Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. That's our core cast. Those are our core people. All from different walks of life as far as their acting uh, you know, abilities and their careers up until that point. But they land this show, which blows the hell up. And uh, facing them, opposing them, is Rita Repulsa, the main antagonist for the series. She was portrayed by... Makiko Soga in season one and Carla Perez onward. Yeah, that was the voice, Carla Perez. No, she was actually voiced by Barbara Goodson. Barbara Goodson was the voice. Yes, yes, yes. Barbara Goodson. She's on the uh, Comic Con circuit now. (laughs) So one of the first things I've realized going back is that that was the that was the easiest thing to identify. Yeah, was that Rita's never speaking English. And her words never matched. No, (laughs) ever, ever, ever. To the point that when they create the film, they still stagger the audio and the mouth. (laughs) That's what you call... um, Continuity? (laughs) Not continuity. Um, You're going to go... What is it when you just go all in? You're just going to go... You're just not going to give up. Full force. (laughs) You're you're really getting into it now. You got me mad now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We also have Lord Zed, the main antagonist, starting in season two along with Rita. Yes. He is portrayed by Ed Neal, even though he was uncredited, and he's voiced by Robert Axelrod. Who, who actually passed away uh, not too long ago, so rest in peace to Robert. Rest in peace to Robert. Um, <laughs> so, and talking- an, an, another rest in peace, I'm sorry, to, to actually, the, the actress that played Rita Repulsa, yeah, she, she, also yeah, passed she, away. she passed away too. Yeah. And she would come back too in a later, later season of Palm Rangers, and they would... Is it's really cool. Is Axelrod, um, was Axel sorry, or was Ed Neal Axelrod either one of them the version of Zed that turned human? 
Yes, and I don't remember which one. But it, I, but it was one of them. Yeah, it was I would have felt really yeah, crappy. The, they were just the like, whole like yeah, he had the sweater. They find sweater vest. I, yeah, the sweater well, vest. The, uh, anyway, <laughs> he was good. Now, what do you want? We gotta talk about Ron Wasserman. You're good. We gotta talk about Ron Wasserman and his music. Yes. Uh, you know that's another thing. You know, for the most part, kids shows weren't inundated with this much rock, with this much. The, the guitar lick in Power Rangers is legendary. I don't that know solo who had that. in the beginning of that yeah, was absolutely woo. amazing. Uh, the song lyrics can get a bit um, repetitive. Well, that's a song for you. Like, uh, go Green Ranger, <laughs> go, go Green yeah. Ranger, go. Oh, yeah, the fight songs were definitely, because they were only meant to be heard uh, for, for a couple uh, seconds. Yeah, 30 you seconds know, or whatever. Max. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Does they, that music still stay with you? Absolutely. Yeah. I can show you right now like YouTube history and I'm 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 Googling like the Tanga song. The, the Tanga song was lit. I love the Tanga song. I also found out yeah. that they uh apparently twentieth Century Fox who made the film copyrighted Tengu Warriors, so they had to make them Tenga Warriors on television. <laughs> I did not know that. Now that explains it all. Now I'm complete when let, let, let's talk about let's talk about the feature films though. We have Power Rangers the movie in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, it's you know? June thirtieth, nineteen ninety five that released. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> so a big thing that ended up happening, apparently none of these uh, actors, the original actors for Power Rangers had, uh, agents or lawyers initially. They were just mm. actors I'll trying to get a job with a dream. They got this job mm-hmm. now and California, now, baby. and now the, the company itself is making so much money from this franchise and demanding so much from them as well. Like television appearances and, and stunts all and it's all kinds stunts. of stuff, yeah, man, you know, um, and schedule. even in the middle of the second season, it was said that. Austin saying John struggled with homelessness mm. for a time uh, after departing. But Austin St. John, Thai Tran, and Walter Emmanuel Jones, the Black, Yellow, and Red Rangers respectively, uh, try to unionize and try to tell them, like, we need more money, we need more representation. Yeah. And they were basically replaced by Steve Cardenas, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, and Karen Ashley. Yes, that is Rocky, Adam, and Aisha. Yes. And they replaced them just in time for yeah, the film. For the theatrical uh, film. Well, they had to go down to, from California, they went all the way down to Australia. Yeah. To go film this night. And then in the middle of the third season, Amy Jo Johnson would leave for the same reason. But Fair also, warning. Fair warning. They, they, gave, her, they gave her a, a, a couple of episodes. They wrote her character yeah. out beautifully. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone else was like, "Oh, wait and, a minute." Well, another thing is, she Body said doubles. that she was also leaving because of uh, concerns over her safety. Apparently, she was almost set on fire during the filming of Power Rangers: The Movie. That's a rumor. That's not true. <laughs> it, not... it sounds like something she would she would complain about. She would exaggerate. She was. It was this close. She didn't want to do children's things anymore. And... She was an actor. Her and Emmanuel. Uh, Walter Emanuel were actors prior to this show. Absolutely, one of the uh, some of the few actors yeah, that yeah. were had that wanted long, lengthy, serious acting careers. Careers, yes, right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Walter up front is like, I know what actors get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not. Yeah. This is not kosher. Yeah. And then Kimberly eventually would leave this and then do a bunch of Lifetime stuff. You know, she uh, put out a couple of studio albums. Well, yeah. Before that, she then... she wanted to. She um at the time outside of the children's programming. The MTV vibe was like, you know, she so doing MTV stuff. She needed to be that, you know, edgy, uh, edgier, right. yeah, cleavage out now. Because she was made up to be the girl next door with Kimberly. Yep, yep, yep. So they wound up. She did a couple of MTV uh, VJ things too, hosting some things. Like she wanted, to, it was almost like a Jenny McCarthy type of yeah. thing. She wanted to, I guess, was pursuing. I don't know, but she didn't want that squeaky clean image. 
children's thing anymore. So she gave them a fair warning before she left, and it was she. They wrote her out pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just two years later, they give us um, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. Go, go. Which Power is what Rangers it was. Turbo, and go. then, and then, me and you were able to see the most recent Power Rangers mm-hmm. film together. Uh, what was Rangers. that called? Power Rangers. Rangers. Yes. <laughs> Power Rangers in 2017. So with these films, uh, Turbo, I don't think there's much to say about Turbo. There's a lot to say about Do Turbo. Do you think there's a lot to say about Turbo? And Turbo doesn't get a fair shake because it's Turbo, right? It was actually going to be called um, Turbo I mean, it's Power called, Rangers Adventure. The idea that it's called like Turbo Power Rangers movie is yeah. so grandiose. It <laughs> yeah, wasn't called Power Rangers 2. It wasn't not you called... Know. Yeah, it was... They were going <laughs> to... There were scenes actually filmed with, um, you know, Kimberly had and one scene washed up on shore, and there was supposed to be like a mermaid mentor. That oh guy. Oh my gosh! This movie was going all. This over is the, the one place. with Larigos. Yeah, so we got we <laughs> they got to keep Larigo. The reason why they kept Larigo is because that was he was he was similar to the mentor that was in Car Ranger. He looked like the the honey honey bun. Was it no the honeycomb monster? <laughs> You know that honeycomb monster that comes through? That's what he looked like with a moo-moo. He did. He had had a family. He had a family. He did have a family. And they would constantly threaten to hurt his family if he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And then he would get sad. It was was depressing as hell. like, wait a minute now. Hold on. We know your kid and wife is trapped, but she ain't gonna do much to him. Trust me. We know this. I think uh, the first movie kind of has a sour taste in my mouth only because I remember being upset when it goes back to the show and the production went back to yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know what? You know what? Me, I was the opposite. I, I thought, thought they graduated. I thought the movie was like yeah, a. This is what's going to be now. Told, I cannot explain why, but something said, "Nope, this is where this is going to lie and live, <laughs> and you will never see this again anywhere else." And it came to be. And for some reason, I just felt like I think I knew the difference between movie and television. And bigger, I was very upset. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and like, think you know, they did take a little bit of a some. They took a little things from um, the, the the movie to the show. Uh, I guess just the Tengu Warriors. Yeah, would be well. Then the really. they they that's another thing. They redid the how they got arc. the powers, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's, so it was that, almost that's as if probably was that's that's what it was that told me that okay, that's different. But wh- yeah, how and why? Because now they got they just gave you what the television's version of that is. <laughs> But why did there need to be a television version? There did not need to be, but maybe they there did. They <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting my yeah. who what where it wins. They, I think it did because they would ultimately wind up doing that for Turbo. And this is probably why Turbo gets its slack. Right. Because they didn't give the Turbo story arc on the television show. So the television was Zeo last episode over. Now we're turbo. I, I was mostly, Why are we turbo now? My beef with turbo <laughs> is the cousin Oliver of it all. Have you ever heard of this trope, cousin, uh, cousin Oliver? No, I, I, yeah, it sounds familiar. It though. comes from I want to say Brady Bunch. Apparently, when Brady Bunch was declining, they decided to introduce uh-huh. a small precocious child. Yeah, that would be what carried viewers on to the next thing. It would yeah. be something. It would be a trope that failing shows would continue mm-hmm. they would bring in a small kid and say yeah. he's from somewhere he's somebody's aunt somebody I mean, somebody's Steve nephew Arnold. or whatever you know and so <laughs> you you brought in justin yeah and he's just supposed to be the the precocious kid whose life is in danger constantly. well they gave him a huge role they made him the new blue ranger but i want to see his adult body is what i want to say is it the kid's face on the adult body what goes on there magic 
<laughs> That's the correct answer. Turbo, car, tar, turbo magic. Turbo magic. That's the only answer I was going to actually accept. You so Are I'm you playing. really asking no, this question no, no. in a world where the no. honeycomb man <laughs> and his family are being... I swear to you, I will be okay, your a, wife. There's a woman pirate. Open. Yeah, this. come on. What? Do we really need that question oh. at this point? Are we gonna, Why we the child <laughs> ranger we, we also, gets bigger? <laughs> we also have to talk about how the, the main big bad of Turbo... Oh boy! Is eventually reintroduced. Yeah. In uh, Power Rangers in space as a completely different entity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has nothing to do with Turbo. You're talking about Diva Docs. No, I'm talking about her husband, the one from the oh, volcano. Oh, Malagor, uh, mm, Doc Specter. Um, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying. So budget. You, so you say <laughs> that Turbo honors Turbo the show honors the continuity of the film, but then mm-hmm. they do something like that that says, "Yeah, well, we still have the suit, so yeah, we're, we gonna, still, we're yeah, gonna absolutely, we're gonna and do. that won't be the last time they do anything like that either." <laughs> but so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna continue this. Why they could have come up with another suit if they knew and in space was a uh, was was cool was was different because they knew that that would be the last season. They wrote yeah, that yeah. season for it to be the final. So why they wouldn't go above and beyond to uh, create a brand new looking... They could have grabbed anyone from any of the seasons from Super Sentai and had them uh, uh, come up and ship yep. that rubber suit over to America. No, nope, but they still they, had the Malagor thing, so they're going to see what they can do with that. Someone, and I don't, and I want to say Saban, I don't know who really had the final say on any of this these decisions back then, but if it's coming through the Saban Power Rangers name, then I, I, I would assume it's him. I swear, like, y'all use that for the movie. You better put that new one up there. <laughs> no. Uh, if you had to put these films in order of greatness, what would they be? Of greatness, greatness, greatness. Who was greater than whom? I would say Power Rangers 2017. The movie, of course, absolutely. And then Power Rangers, the movie 1995. And then, then the movie you Turbo. said gets a bad rap. It gets a bad rap. I give it a bad rap. <laughs> I just put it at number three in my order of greatness but the reason why it gets the bad rap is because it didn't do what the first movie did was that offer a new or an alternative to why the yeah. the powers are switching and the i also co- felt bringing mm. in kimberly and jason was a way of like remember when this was a lot more popular like yeah remember, you know, remember these guys please remember <laughs> right we're gonna drown them if you don't yeah why <laughs> were broken skull like german or something? remember that whole story they were french it's a whole thing I blame I blame the honeycomb <laughs> the honeycomb monster. How do you write these bullies turn comps turn detectives? Oh, turn, you're right. They yeah. did everything. How, where do you go with this? Uh, and they were I heard so good. Both even uh, directed some episodes. They, they were not going to let these guys go. Pa- uh, uh, Paul Schreier and and uh, what, what is the other? Ah oh, man, why that's actually the only one's name who I remembered. Paul Schreier and um, Paul Schreier is a uh, is Bulk. is Bulk and and. and Oh, but they would be the, uh, another thing that was funny. So um, <laughs> another thing that was funny was that we were let to know that they they were nicknamed that because they had longer names. So it was mm-hmm. Farkas Bulk Bulkmeyer mm-hmm. and Eugene Skull Skullovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skullovich is played by Jason Narvi. Jason Narvi, I'm so sorry, Jason Narvi, you're my guy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was looking up his name just now on Google. They parlayed that into a 20 year career. Yeah, and Bulk actually has the most, uh, uh, Paul Schreier has the uh, record of most episodes uh, of Power Rangers. Especially with uh, his uh, re- uh, recurring role, he came back years later yeah, yeah, in yeah. Power Rangers Samurai. So I heard about that. That added to his record, 
And I thought it was Jason David Franklin this whole time. Nope, nope, nope. Do you nope. remember? Did you know that around the time of Zio, Saban uh, planned to make a Bulk and Skull comedy spinoff show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why they were turned into monkeys during the turbo season because they wanted to, they were actually trying it. They, they, they filmed some stuff. I don't know. If yeah, a Mexican Elvis day. impersonator was going to be a supporting character. This is why that show was not picked up by <laughs> This Fox. is exactly why that show was picked up by Fox. They put it, it was going to be called The Good, The Bad, and The Stupid. Uh, they put it out as like a test thing and no one liked it. I so wouldn't have liked like, it either. We are not doing any of they this. Could have, they, I mean, they are great actors. They are they are really good. Um, they, like you said, they're they comic did direct, relief. Yeah, they That's did, what they're meant for. But they if know, you do 30 they know minutes of comic issue. relief, what are you relieving from? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, buildings <laughs> collapsing and falling oh, down. But God. no, well, they were able to do that with a pie in the face. You know, yeah. that's an easy write-off. But these guys behind the scenes were actually, like you said, they directed some. Yeah. They directed the entire Mighty Morphin uh, Alien Rangers series. You know, yeah. um, either they were switched back and forth between um, the uh, uh, the units, but they did get those done because the network needed every day yeah. new episodes. We yeah. don't care if you're filming a movie. That's Fox Studios. This is uh, Fox Network. Yeah. <laughs> we need this. Mo- we need these episodes. So they, they 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 grabbed that ball and ran with it. They did their thing. Very 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 talented uh, talented men. And and then um, I never really saw them as bullies anyway. They were always just like the guys that were there. They were just they were just annoying. They, they never really just annoying scared me. I, I seen bullies before, man. Focus call is ninety percent music. Absolutely. Basically, pie in the face. That was it. Um, but Whoa. these heroes <laughs> that we dressed up as, that we acted as, that we you know um, get all the merchandise for, yes. they're being immortalized in a different form. In March 2016, Boom Studios released a new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic based on the original series, but that's set in present day. Uh, Boom Studios owns the license for that, so they're actually. There's been an ongoing Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic that's like over um, 55 issues at this point. There's a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers pink um, series that went on for six issues. The Justice League Mighty Morphin Power Rangers crossover that we'll be talking about today. They have Saban's Go Go Power Rangers, which lasted for 32 issues. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which lasted for five issues. That was a combination of Nickelodeon, IDW, and Boom Studios. Um, they released uh, Power Rangers Dracon New, New Dawn. You know, they've created their own new lore. Mm-hmm, Lord now, Dracon, Lord Dracon and all that kind of stuff. Um, Tommy Oliver. <laughs> Shattered Grid. Mm-hmm. All this kind of stuff. They, uh, these uh, huge um, storylines that are changing the continuity as we know it. Like Almost like if we had a real chance to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, half yeah. Of the, and half of the series wasn't already created for us. What would we do? Yeah. Um, with with this being one of your uh, new introductions into comics as an adult, how did you find this uh, story that we're going to talk about, Justice League versus Power Rangers? It was hard for me not to, um, uh, I guess, compare it to any other time, especially the one other time that Justice League fought another franchise of mine. Yeah. Uh, and well, that in this case, DC fought another. Oh, Mortal Kombat. Love the franchise <laughs> of mine, and yeah. it did this whole thing. So. For me, not to compare it to that, it was almost impossible. Right. But I gave it a chance, you know, especially doing the research for this uh, episode. So, um, and and I felt like it was it was probably a lot of the same thing. And, I, and I'm now starting to see why there's almost, um, in a sense, a cop out. To yes, you know, I, I, never, I'll uh, get it. I'll get it from uh, <laughs> my one of my favorite uh, podcasters. 
on YouTube, um, celebrity, he's Mr. Sunday Movies. Yeah. Uh, he says whenever there's a, a versus, they fight for a bit and then they're mates. Yeah. That's how it always happens. It's, it's never, no bit. one is ever the winner, really. But to be fair. And that's why I stay back from it. It's good to have it out there for others to enjoy, but. To be fair, though. The comic was never named Justice League versus the Power Rangers. Never, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so versus they, was never there. We kind of added like that. that in there. I like that ourselves. because yeah. then they they're not really actually promising you a fight. Absolutely, yep. you know. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, but Justice League slash Mighty Morphin Power Rangers ends up being a 2017 comic book intercompany crossover series featuring the DC Comics Justice League and Saban's Power Rangers. Written by Tom Taylor with art by uh, Stephen Byrne, published by DC Comics and Boom Studios. T- Tom Taylor. Uh, wrote all of the Injustice run. Mm. And he's also working on a de- deceased run. So um, he does a lot of what's called Elseworld stuff. What is that? Stories that don't take place in the in the main continuity. Gotcha. This is a story that took place on another Earth. And on this Earth, there's zombies. So Here's this is like place. a multiverse type of thing? He's great at playing with the characters so long as he has the freedom to play with them. Because gotcha. they're not tied down with what, what is going on currently. Absolutely. Right. And so Injustice, he wrote th- that story is fleshed out in comics and it's gorgeous. It's fleshed Injustice out in comics. From the video yeah. game? Yeah. Mm. It's so every it's step. Ed Boon in Netherrealm Studios. It, it, he <laughs> provides every step that leads up to the game. So mm-hmm. it's not just a. I thought it was like a light switch thing because, you know, they, they show that Joker uh, gets killed and then all of a sudden the world's taken over by Superman. Yeah. They show each incremental step. Him mm. saying he doesn't want to take over the whole world. Him saying, you know, well, I just, you know, and, 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 um, the 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 canyon between him and Batman getting deeper and deeper as they continue to fight. It's I, I suggest anyone read it, but he's really good at having the voices of these characters. Yeah, you understand. Like so long they, as he needs to, yeah. you believe the decisions they make. So how do you how, how do you feel <laughs> as a uh, Ranger aficionado? Did the voices of the Rangers sound authentic? Uh, yeah, it was it was in there. It, it, it was a little bit of um. I feel like Billy Teenagers. probably Billy made more like this snappy. He had a snappy personality, more uh, in in tune with the 2017 Billy. Yeah, in a sense, uh, from the movie, the Power Rangers movie. Uh, who was I think they may by, have um, realized that Billy was a bit underserved in the series. Yeah, so Billy back then probably wouldn't have said a lot of the things that he said, and 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 and, and I guess Kimberly, you know, wasn't as a, uh, you know. Maniacal and sly as as they kind of portray her to be, but right. most definitely, um, Zach wasn't so hard on himself as as they <laughs> were portrayed him in this in this series, and it was like, no, nah, Zach would have gotten it, over it. But quicker, it's also cool to see quicker. him be concerned about something, <laughs> right? Because he's yeah, barely concerned. Yeah, yeah, not even in the new Power Rangers uh, movie, right? Or, or interpretation that Zach he's that, he's being portrayed as laid fall back. to Jason, and, yes. and a lot of that times it falls to the leader of the group. That so it was cool that they gave him that type of a uh, weight on yeah. his character, but yeah, that was probably the only thing they, they they didn't get if they were trying to stick with the the, the script. Yeah. But if this was a brand new, uh, refreshing scrubbing, then they, they they I think they hit the mark. Okay, uh, you know what I mean. Let's get into our recap of this story. So our story starts off with a shot of Angel Grove, the fictional series that series. City that the Power Rangers inhabit and protect. Well, at first, sun shining, people are happy and stuff. But you're right. We've shown the next page, and things don't stay that way. Where the hell did it go? We're shown our (laughs) Power Rangers depowered, and the city of Angel Grove reduced to a crater while Mm -hmm. Superman tries to console Zack. Yeah. Because Zack, once again, is feeling really, 
really hard. Super bad. You're just you're standing in the middle of a crater. Get up. Come on. We got work to do. <laughs> we are then let in on, on the series of events that took place 36 hours prior. Mm-hmm. So Zordon, mentor of the Power Rangers, calls his heroes into the command center, hoping that they can find Alpha 5 who's missing. Mm-hmm. The uh, Rangers teleport and scour the Earth. Zack finds Alpha, brings him back to the command center, but it turns out the robot he thought was Alpha was secretly a bomb uh, at that when it explodes creates an opening for the villainous Lord Zed and his putties. Were I you surprised? The, uh, yeah, I call that the uh, the Alpha McBomb. <laughs> right? Aye, aye, aye. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That was a very it. Alpha 6 joke. You can't, right you can't rhyme Alpha with Atomic for some reason. He's an automaton. Were, were you surprised to see Zed so early in this? The automaton. Um, Zed, yes. Very, very early. I, I don't know. It just, it was like, um, I think yes. Fit, I think I fits guess, in comics. Yes. That look fits in comics. Yeah, I was like, yes, I yeah. guess. But I don't know where. Um, all right. He didn't really have a reason in yeah. a sense. But he was, he's here. And I know what they do with him. Yes. <laughs> eventually. Right. So, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the alphamic bomb was a was a was a thing. Did somebody plant a bomb in him, or did was well, he? Well, apparently, he wasn't even the real the real alpha. Mm, bum bum bum. <laughs> uh, um, Zach morphs into the Black Ranger and tries to fend off Zed, but realizes that Zed is too strong, so he opts to teleport him away. Um, Zordon warns that the teleporter has been damaged, but the two disappear and, in their transit, are split up and arrive at separate locations. Back at the command center, the rest of the rangers morph and take on the remaining putties while wondering where Zack went. And that's when it's revealed uh, when we see a pair of headlights blinding Zack and we see the Dark Knight himself, Batman, axe Zack to put the axe down. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this confrontation here? That was the power axe, by the way, Bruce Wayne. You know I love you too. Um, but you think about him. He just saw somebody in basically a morph suit and a cannon. I don't know. Show, see, see, show this up is there. The, this is the, I don't know. It, this is why me and comic books have such a tough time getting to know each other. Because right. I'm just like, how how convenient was the landings of where Zack landed and where Zed would yeah. ultimately land? But we're also talking about a continuity of where they jump out of their swords and everyone lands fine and in the same place. Yeah, yeah so it's like, okay... <laughs> And where in this story, where where does a a a, a finger or a line get drawn of reality or believability? Or yeah, where do, do we throw all rationality out of the way? It was just it was well. Weird. I think when writing a comic, you're you're going for the most dramatic effect. This is exactly points. what happened in um, Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Exactly what happened when Scorpion winds up there, and then Batman had it took Scorpion instead of Scorpion. It's always Batman. Right? Very, always course. Batman. Yeah, he don't play that. So Batman I finds Scorpion, were and then questions. That's why Scorpion's now like tied up in Batman's Batmobile, and then you know it's just, it's literally it goes down. the same thing up into like a point. They they kind of switch it up, so it was okay. I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah, they see each other as a threat. Uh, Zack thinks that he's a Zed monster, and Batman doesn't know what the hell he is. Oh, who are you? I don't know who you are. I'm so surprised let's fight. to see Batman <laughs> able to restrain him, though. To restrain the Black Ranger? Yeah, he, he basically he basically starts putting his arms behind his back before all the Rangers yeah. teleport, and they're like, "Now, how do they know? Unhand him? They, how do they get to Zack so quick? And how do they I'm, know assume, I'm assuming they trace the morpher or the communicator." Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, if we he still, had, had, the, he if still we had, had that stuff on him, if you had the screenplay, I think they, this. no, I think they say that. Didn't they say we followed <laughs> yeah, him had, here? Okay. Um, 
but they don't know about Zed. No one knows where Zed is at, the, yeah. at this point in time. Oh, don't worry. He's conveniently where the plot needs him to be. Well, he actually isn't. <laughs> and I'll explain that in a second. Because uh, suddenly the rest of the Rangers arrive, forcing Batman to call in reinforcements. The Rangers quickly realize that they're on a different Earth. But the Flash arrives and causes enough of a distraction that Batman's able to shoot them with a Batmobile missile. I was like, he's trying to kill these kids. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> the Power Rangers consider teleporting back. But Zack informs them that he brought Zed here and he can't leave him here. Uh-huh. Tired of the BS, Zimberly, uh, Kimberly calls on her pterodactyl dinosaur pterodactyl and carries and carries the Batmobile away. <laughs> that was the best part. That was great watching the the, the That's a huge Zord. Yeah, with, with yeah, yeah. She, it, yeah, it didn't know there was no zip line. She put it in the, the bird's mouth. Yes, and yeah. she's flying around with the Batmobile. Yeah, so in there the we go. Mouth. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, this is now we're talking uh meanwhile um flash calls cyborg in the watchtower for some help and that's the that's how the first issue goes issue two uh kimberly continues to fly batman away from the scene but is stopped in the air by superman yep, who she asked, was just flying he was just flying who asked her to just land well what batman superman has called does. batman has called for backup at this well point. you know how i feel about superman anyway so anytime well. he is anywhere near <laughs> We'll break Come that on, for you. We'll y'all. break that for you. But Does yeah, he, he have to? <laughs> Green Lantern John Stewart arrives and he tries to restrain the Rangers using his ring, but they break out by summoning their dinosaurs mm-hmm. and attack him with so much force that he falls out of the sky. That was something I was very interested in, uh, the power scale. Power scale. Like, what, what are the Power Rangers' power okay. in this universe? Mm. Does that make sense? Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like and I know what, this can kill the Zord. I know yeah. I, I know this can kill one of Zed's monsters. Mm-hmm. What happens when it fight when it goes against a Superman? See then now you have to now question if if that's the question, now you have to question what what what, what is the scale? You know, what is the, yeah. the, 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 the 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 I guess the what are we comparing it to in a sense? Because if we're comparing it to anything like in a metropolis for for for, for instance, um it's probably going to be like very low on what Superman has done and what the Megazord can do because monsters that Zed and Breeder have created, one swipe with a sword, you're done. Yeah. Superman has to kind of like throw moons at you. Right. In this realm. But, but also, yeah. you know, later on you see Superman having some extreme problems with Zed because Zed uses magic mm-hmm. and Superman's weakness is magic. So yep. it's like weird different scales because they're in different yeah, yeah. universes. Uh-huh. They're not really It'll always, they're uh, not really sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost even itself out in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um so this I actually really like this part. Cyborg arrives as reinforcements and using his ability to phase through matter, the flash enters and knocks the Red Ranger out of his Zord. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> that was cool as hell. All right. The Flash that can was... do that. The Flash can do that. If I was to ever see that like in live and act like in a live action uh aspect, I would fucking I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. You're good. I would flip my lid because in order to do that, and I know the Flash is very much capable of it. Yeah. But you have to like Rearrange your atoms, your your the molecules. Your being. Yeah, yeah, molecules and, and atoms become to move through the atoms yes, and molecules of, of a of a steel of a of an yeah. ancient steel titan some tyrannosaurus metal, metal, I'm <laughs> some alien metal right. robotic dinosaur to grab a human being who's also made out of the atoms that you're made out of. Yeah, Barry or which is Flash is Barry? Is Barry? Yep. You, you, it's incredible. And first of all, the only time I've seen anything like that, especially in the single cockpits, or not even, I don't think it's ever happened in a single uh, Ranger cockpit, but it's happening when they, it happened when they got together in the Megazord cockpit, and that's when the Green Ranger came through. <laughs> Open the back door. Open the back door, say, <laughs> uh, y'all, y'all what up, out. y'all get out. 
Oh, right, left, right. That was one punch that just had them fall 80, 80 feet down below. But to for him to do that was, I, I don't know. For, I think that's like the best part of this entire thing. It was really cool. in my head, I'm like, that is gangster as hell. And what do you do to that? Now you you're out of your sword and you're falling to the ground. Because gr- you, you're, you're safe in your cockpit. You're, yeah. you're, you're safe. safe you're sound. in this big metal. You yeah. programmed the next moves for mm-hmm. this robot to do. You got you got communications with the other team going on, and then all of a sudden, like you're being, you're in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like it's the flash. Like, come on, Barry. And he looks like he was gonna do something to that man, but before he can, we see Wonder Woman has grabbed the Pink Ranger with the lasso of truth, mm-hmm. and the general misunderstanding is revealed. Well, because... good luck trying to get a pterodactyl to tell the truth. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Zach explains that he and his friends are the guardians of another Earth. Transported here accidentally by a malfunctioning tra- teleporter. They would leave, but refuse to leave Zed behind. We see that Zed, and this is what you were talking about. So Zed mm. is actually floating through space. Just willingly floating through space. Mm. Um, he is then uh, teleported or transported, whatever uh, word Somebody you want to use. Died. Yes. Onto a planet. But the planet that he's summoned onto is in the bottle gotcha. of Brainiac. Yeah. So Brainiac is a villain known for trying to uh, amass the most intelligence of the world, all the intelligence mm. of the world. But the way he does this is by going to planets, stealing a city so he can study it, shrinking it down, putting it in a bottle, and then blowing up the planet. In a menagerie. Or yes. In yep, and then he has a bunch of these bottles. This has been since forever. As a matter of fact, Brainiac, the character, predates pra- Brainiac the term. Mm. Wow. It, it, so it that's created the a word. They, that's it where they got it yes. from. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, of, because of Brainiac. <clears throat> Checks. <laughs> so we see that Zed is in one of Brainiac's bottle cities and using his magic. He's, oh, that's another thing. You can see, I don't know if you saw, but he's talking to somebody there. You can see Brainiac looking into the bottle. Mm. And then Zed, I guess, sees it and it's like, oh, screw this. And yeah. he grows so big that he shatters the bottle. And now he's there looking at Brainiac. It's not the first time Zed was actually shrunken into like a little globe thing, remember? Or I, the first time he grew big. Well, Ivan Ooze kind of shrunk him down into a snow globe in yeah. the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 95 movie. Yep. And uh, he hasn't been the same since. Was that before <laughs> or after he was mickeyed by Rita? Uh, and- <laughs> he was already he it was a, he was already a shell of himself at the time. He was he was he was he was a uh, what do you call it? I guess he was married. And he was not. He was obedient. He was done. An- an- another, <laughs> another thing about this is that Zed is you know I always thought that the man itself, the character design of the man itself, is completely horrifying to it children. Is a- Great design. It's just a, yeah. like a man with no skin, no skin, but metallic, got. a metallic, just seemingly the most, skeleton. Ah, uh, the most beautiful steel you've probably ever seen. And the B roll was always blood pumping into. Ah, uh, yes, and then you can see like the the his his inner workings having to continue to work <laughs> as evil as his plan is. No infections is weird. No dust gets in. Oh God! Now my, my, his, his his brain yeah, moves in the his, movie. I was say his brain no, is itch. just. Um, <laughs> oh God! <laughs> his brain is a bit exposed. Okay. A little bit exposed. It's, it's out there. Um. So Zed confronts Brainiac, and the two villains make a deal to take out the heroes and split the winnings. Basically, all Zed needs is some monsters from Brainiac's bottle cities. And all Brainiac needs is the knowledge. That's it. Cyborg <laughs> is first to be alerted of Zed's plan as the internet erupts as cities around the world are being attacked by monsters. Batman angrily remarks that they all brought the fight here, and the Rangers agree to help them take it, take it down. Batman's giving a lot of people attitude this whole. It's weird because <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've all right. 
they they already thought you were like a bad guy. Yeah. The least you could have did was crack a smile, like I, somebody mentioned. And, and I think it's the um He's over it. He already did this with Mortal Kombat. He doesn't have security. Like, what is that called? He's insecure. Mm. I think he's insecure. First of all, he's the least powered person on his own team. Absolutely. Now you just brought six other power powered rangers. He is over it. And more powers, power coins. You saying, bro? Okay. He, uh, yeah, exactly. You could do what? <laughs> Megazords? Absolutely <laughs> and completely over it. No money, you broke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the heroes decide to split up, with each leaguer partnering with a ranger to take down the monsters. Mm-hmm. Cyborg tries to use the internet to contact and summon other members of the Justice League to join the fight, but they realize that a virus has infiltrated the Watchtower's teleportation system. They chose to travel by. They choose to travel by Zords and split up, giving the monsters all they got. Suddenly, something falls from the skies onto each Zord, and Superman is the first to recognize what they are. Brainiac drones. The drones steal the morphers from each one of the rangers, commandeer the Zords, and Green Lantern has to use his ring to remove them from danger. Now in control of the Zords, Brainiac and Zed teleport them away as the heroes stand there defeated. Um, Got major uh, Zords falling into the canyon vines. (laughs) I mean, I, I also and I also got wind of like, oh, if they just took them, now what? Like <laughs> now you, this is the one thing no one ever thought about doing. If you just, would this, they? Had, this happened in a couple of episodes of Power Rangers before. I'm using a spoiler. How? Right? How? In further Master Vile, yeah, that was Rita Repulsa's father and Rito. Oh you know, he's, he's even though none of them had the same last some name. Some people, yeah, well, yeah, I, a family yeah. No Rito Revolt Revolto was. Rita Repulsa's and ah, uh, they yeah. both Repulsa. Rito Repulsa. <laughs> right. All right. Um, no, it's um it's 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 not it doesn't suck, but it it's I've seen this type of dilemma of Power Rangers before. Uh, it's a trope. I know they're gonna get out of this. Yeah, it's a trope. It's only a matter of time or resources, and they got the got the best damn resources. Even now without the Zords, uh the without the Zords I've morphers, seen the Zords kind of frozen in time, uh, destroyed and blown up. I've seen them Turned to concrete. I've seen them turn their backs and use be use red eyes from the right, right, you right. know how oh, robots. No. They're, yeah. they're evil now. And I have seen and Billy having to go. With their eyes. Yeah, I've seen Billy having to go and, and rehack the systems. This was all been done before in the live action. Not to say that it, it takes um, it's a it's a detrimental to what they wrote for this, but it seemed like it was. It was an easy they're out. Still, they're still working off of what I would like to call surface level, level knowledge of both of these franchises. In yeah, my opinion. they stayed too safe and yeah. with that. You know? I think they might have been scared. You know, you got. There's only one thing they didn't go. They, they. I felt like somebody got in at the very last minute, at the very end of this. You know, that got through, and I think that was the one that that was a cool twist. Very good. Very okay. good. Yeah. Let's see if we get to it. So, um, at the Watchtower. The heroes figure out that the only way they could safely transport between dimensions is to use a hydron collider currently located in Switzerland. After some convincing, they're allowed to you use it. You got that right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After convincing, they are allowed to use it and uh, consider punching a hole through space to get back to Angel Grove. Um, issue 4 uh, opens up with them realizing they can't activate the collider underground where it's currently located. So Superman and Wonder Woman fly it into space. Did they did they tell us why they couldn't activate it underground? They said that if they opened the rip, they said if they well that's another thing. I'm like, why is it there? Yeah, and another thing, how can place. you remove it? With a, their thing was that if they turned it on, it, it's very much like the problem in Spider Man. They were like, yeah, you, you'll the, what's on top will 
fall uh-huh. down. Okay, so if that's the case, then the whole design is already flawed, right? Because yeah. if it's doing something that is supposed to be or theoretically And I doing, guess that's where it sits. Yeah. These are theoretical mm-hmm. scientific instruments that they're going to push past their capacity yeah. to do what they're actually intended to do. Yeah. But which is to smash but, the atoms, but the building the, blocks but of the, life together. The side effects <laughs> the side effects were never um, never had fail safes because it was always theoretical, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. No, again, no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm writing a lot of headcanon here, but yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's 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 how I did it. Um, so yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do it. They use Tommy's dagger and it's connecting to the Dragon Zord to travel to the Rangers Earth. Oh, yeah, yep. And when they <laughs> arrive, they see that Angel Grove is trapped in a dome. Turns out Brainiac has already begun the shrinking process, and there's nothing they can do. The leaguers tell the rangers that they're, uh, that there's nothing they could do, but Zack runs towards the bubble. He actually says, forget that. You know what they want? He, they wanted to say that he said. <laughs> forget <laughs> that. that. Um, uh, he runs to the bubble. Now, this is the convenience for me. The first people that he sees when he runs towards the bubble are his parents? Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> what? How wrong? people in, in the whole Grove, yeah. If they put Brooklyn in a bubble, I doubt I would see someone yeah, I know. Yeah, I know, yeah. And yeah, I know yeah, a lot of people in Brooklyn. It's probably going to be somebody you didn't, no. you, you don't care for too much, but you know you had to save him. <laughs> I got to say goodbye now. You have to save him. Try to save him at least. <laughs> they share a heartfelt goodbye, although his parents can't hear him, and we're brought back to the events of the beginning of the story where Superman is telling Zack that this is none of his fault. Knowing that every time Brainiac steals a city, he destroys the planet, the heroes decide to split up into two teams. One's going to find uh, and attack Brainiac's ship, and the other one's going to defend Earth for his attack. There's one issue, though. The Power Rangers don't have their morphers. So Batman gives them weapons they've collected over the years. Tommy puts on Lex Luthor's mech suit. Jason grabs the flaming sword of... I recognize that thing. <laughs> Jason grabs the flaming sword of Azrael and the Red Hood mask. Uh, Kimberly was given the Green Arrow's bow and hawk girl's helmet trini gets katana's mask and soul stealing sword that soul actually steals the souls of his victims <laughs> her name's trini she's got my back her soul steals the <laughs> her soul steals the swords of the victim i think her soul steals the swords of the victim somebody's you know soul is gonna get stolen billy is given the weapon and armor of prometheus while zach is given the atomic axe superman trini cyborg batman and billy go into space and they're able to break onto uh, Brainiac's ship. Once there, Superman grabs the Rangers' morphers and communicators and gives them back. Just as they begin to morph, it is revealed that Brainiac has taken over Cyborg's programming, forcing him to shoot Zack. As Brainiac, um, as Brainiac, through Cyborg, continues to threaten the heroes, Billy, fully morphed, plunges a trident into Cyborg while apologizing. He didn't even really wait, but he also just saw him shoot Zack. So he was you know what? Because we've been here for too long. He also Let's says get this done. He now. also says like <laughs> He's a human being. He also says like I what world I, is this? I stabbed you where I knew you there wouldn't might not die have been too much. Yeah, you're not the, human in these parts, right? In these parts, look at the parts that you're not human at. at. <laughs> I knew this. Back on Earth, Wonder Woman, Jason, Kimberly, and Tommy visit the world leaders and warn them that Brainiac and warn them of Brainiac and Lord Zed's plans. The Flash is able to locate Zed when the villains begin to create. When the villain begins to create his own monsters, including one as big as a skyscraper. In space, Green Lantern does his best to hold back the Brainiac drones, but tries to contact Cyborg for help, not knowing he's been disabled. 
Turns out Cyborg's still alive and taken over by Brainiac, but as Superman restrains him, Batman's able to reboot his programming, something none of the Justice League Justice no, Leaguers knew Batman could a, do. Yeah, there's a lot of hacking. How did that, you feel about Batman does two does a lot of suspect this, things in, in these next in these last two issues? Yeah. One he knows how to reprogram Cyborg. Okay, how no, did you figure this and out? No one knows that he knows this. It's a lot of hacking. Like, uh, like there's a lot of hacking. Well, it's Brainiac, so it's a lot of yeah, possessing. Tech, tech. You know, Brainiac uh, is, is hard is, resets to give you like a uh, to give you like an analogy. Brainiac is kind of like the Ultron of DC. So there's gotcha. gonna be a lot of he's in an internet. Yeah, he's yeah, in the yeah, internet. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Hold that. down the power button for five seconds. Unplug it. Unplug yeah, it. Unplug your modems, everyone. Everyone in America, unplug your modems. Three green lights. All right, we're good. Um, so, yeah, so he's, he's supposed to be straight, but yeah, Batman, uh, uh, reboots Cyborg, and, and later on, when, um, Brainiac tries to kill Superman with the piece of kryptonite, Batman puts it in, (laughs) picks it up and puts it in his, uh, utility belt. Because, uh, Superman likes to try it later, and we gotta make sure he stays in line. (laughs) Thank you for that, Bruce. Oh my god, he's always working. Where else? He was gonna go to Krypton and go get one? He's always working on, he's always working on some stuff. Don't worry, he's gonna use that later somehow, (laughs) some way. Cyborg reboots, and they're able to locate the miniaturized version of Angel Grove. Elsewhere, Brainiac makes fun of Alpha 5 for working with humans, and Alpha criticizes him for only looking out for himself. On Earth, the ground troops do their best to combat the Brainiac drones, and in space, Superman tells the rest of the heroes to stay back as he tries to save Alpha. He confronts Brainiac, who is able to, dis- to disable the hero with a chunk of kryptonite. All seems lost until the Rangers show up and hack Brainiac to bits, <laughs> disobeying Superman, uh, Superman's orders to stay back. Batman takes the piece of kryptonite places it in his utility belt. Billy grabs one of Brainiac's arms that was separated from the body, and they join the heroes on the ground, giving the rest of the Morphers back. Now at full power, they devise a plan to use Brainiac's tech to unshrink Angel Grove, while the rest uh, join the fight against the armies of evil on Earth. Zed tries to use one of his grenades, known for enlarging monsters, to make one of his creatures grow, but the grenade is apprehended by the Flash, who uses his super speed to give it to Alpha 5. When a drone tries to take the grenade from Alpha, he uses it on himself, growing to kaiju levels. We have a Godzilla-sized Alpha 5 now. It's about time. How do you feel? That's never happened, right? I love that. Has that ever happened? It never, ever, 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 ever. No, I never even thought to put Alpha on that type of... Like, make Alpha a Megazord or a <laughs> right, Megazord right, right, size. Yeah, like, yeah. That, was br- that was brilliant. That yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. That was not the twist I was talking about, but that was a brilliant twist. No. Yeah. Well, we're officially in the third act. We're about to start tackling issue six. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the third act of our story as an Empire State Building-sized Alpha 5 <laughs> goes to war with one of Zed's creatures while the rest of the League and the Rangers face the putties and drones on the ground. The tide seems to be turning, but they realize something. The bottle that contains Angel Grove that they have is missing the command center. I thought that was actually pretty cool. The yeah. idea that they would split that. That says like, oh, you can take Angel Grove. I just want, uh-huh. I literally just want the command center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Zordon lives. That's it. He can't move because he's in a tube in Turn, time. Turns, time tube. <laughs> turns out Zed removed <laughs> the command center and Zordon from Angel Grove and is keeping them in a vial around his neck. With the powers of the Zords on his side, he taunts Zordon. Billy and Cyborg uh, continue to try to decipher Brainiac's tech from his missing limb. And when the drones start to move in on them, Cyborg says, let them come. Strangely, he's quickly taken over by Brainiac, which, dun-dun-dun, was the plan all along because they implanted a virus in Cyborg that is now running through all of Brainiac's drones. 
the drones short circuit and collapse, and now the Zords are free of the villain's control. Angry at this development, Zed uses his grenades to make himself huge. He's, he was pissed. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I am over this. Because he fit, he realized that not yet another person who said they can do it or can has not done He's it. He's partnered up with another idiot. Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> now I got to do it myself. Right. So now <laughs> he's huge. Um, and the Justice Leaguers do their best to hold him back, but his magic powers are too strong for them, including Superman. He's able to disable the Man of Steel, which I thought was humongous. Um, suddenly, the Dino Megazord shows up, snatches the vial from around Zed's neck, and gives it to Giant Alpha 5. The Megazord and Mega Zed do battle, but Zed has far less experience, which I thought was pretty smart as well. Mm-hmm. He has far less experience at this size, so the fight is pretty one-sided. Yeah. Defeated, Zed shrinks and tries to run away. Yep. <laughs> but the Pink Power Ranger leaps from the Megazord. Ready for this payoff? And uses the Green Lantern, I'm oh, sorry, the Green Arrow Bow given mm-hmm. to her. And launches a boxing glove arrow that go. knocks Zed out. Go. Very far away. And that's the person who went to knock out there. That's what it could be used for. Yeah, yeah that I'm literally was the payback. Out. That was the payback for that whole thing. <laughs> Using Brainiac's ship, they manage to return Angel Grove and the command center to their proper sizes. And invite the Justice League to the juice bar for a celebratory drink. Where they meet, you know, who? Focus go. Who there? The bullies. <laughs> the detective cops. While there, Zack <laughs> must explain to Bruce Wayne why he can't foot the bill as he tries to pay for their tab with a Lex Luthor $100 bill. <laughs> Which, in their universe, Lex Luthor was president. So that's the reason oh, why. That yeah, was the whole thing yeah, about that. He president Lex. Oh, so he was like, sense. yeah, he was never a president here, so he can't yeah, use that yeah. money. It's fake. At the command center, Zordon opens a riff that returns the Justice League to their Earth as a thanks for their help. Billy gives Cyborg a communicator in case the League should ever need the help of the Power Rangers, and Kimberly acts to keep the boxing glove arrow. As they leave and take Brainiac's ship with them, we are shown that Brainiac still lives inside Alpha 5 of all. I am Brainiac. The (laughs) end. Short and sweet. Right, Alpha Five. I call it. I call them Alpha B. Now, Alpha Brainiac is what I. I want to know what happens with this. It would be a brilliant way to continue this because that i i love the the comfort in it thinking that the at least the, with the power rangers everything's back to normal we still got alpha but alpha is not and he's alpha. like in in you know yeah, he's in yeah, the command yeah, yeah. center he's there's, in with zordon yeah there's nothing yeah exactly it's so far we've in. seen what happens when someone puts a a, a malicious disc inside alpha yeah and, and, yeah. and commands it billy has done it, it. tommy has done it who else has done they it? Rito and Goldar, I think. in his disc changer uh, in the back. <laughs> who else has done it? So many people have done it. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Justin had to go get him one time from the desert or something Spe- like that. Speaking of so many people who is doing it, I wanted to wind down this episode of the podcast talking about copycats. Um, funny that you mentioned that because the home planet of Alpha 5 is called Marinoi. Right? Is it? And on this planet of Marinoi is a protector, is a rider of sorts. Oh, is the masked right. rider. Or Cayman rider, depending on oh, where you're from. Oh, yeah, Cayman rider, yeah, which we would eventually adapt to later, later, later on. But For yeah. a season, maybe? Yeah, so we did, We did, there's copycats, yeah, that were uh, kind of uh, intertwined with Power Rangers. And all of it was from the same that toy, was most Japanese. That was mostly the one that was intertwined. We eventually ended up getting Beetleborgs. Got the Big Bag Beetleborgs. <laughs> that was Battle Fever J. Um, Big Bag Beetleborgs actually were pretty successful because it was a 
But they also go through a cast, a cast. Yeah, yeah, they did did something with it. Well, that was child labor laws at that time. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Story. So they got a bunch of adults that look like kids. Yeah. So even in um the the Alien Rangers uh, season with Power Rangers, there was a Billy. He had to go back to being an adult quicker before because the parent of that kid was a cuckoo or whatever. It's like oh, too many hours and whatever. That's hilarious. So no, it's um you say copycats, I say. Uh, story enhancements because I feel say copycats. Superhuman Samurai. So then, talk to me about Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. How about that? All of it. Squadron. Of it. Yeah, no, all of it. That. <laughs> well, anything that Saban was like, he they was went like, into the computers. Yeah, I love that. that. The that was awesome. And then that was <laughs> that probably was too. That's formula. before we knew what the internet. Was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, okay, how many times can they do the same damn you thing? You go inside the dial-up, bro, and you yeah, fight the virus. There was no variety with uh, the, the, the superhuman samurai because no. it was like... um. And, but you remember? At the end of all their battles, they would rebuild. Yeah. At the like, end. Uh, so things went back to... I don't know when it was 98 like this. I don't know Are this you is. familiar with the Mystic Knights of Ternanog? I am, I am. It was like four of them. They were all guys, right? No, they had a girl. They had a girl. Yeah. So it was five then. Yeah, and they were medieval Power Rangers. Yeah, and that came on at 2 p.m. Sunday yes. afternoons or some. Sh- Would you say Mummy's Alive is a Power Rangers? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, was that Saban? No, was that Saban? Maybe. <laughs> but I'm like, why? Yes, it was because they had different colors and they got the morph and they call that. And the reason why they call it um Super Sentai is because Sentai means change okay. in, in, in Japan. So, right. It, you, you superhero change. So, yeah, yeah. If you change it to anything, then what you were to go fight crime, you're fucking. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in that category. You're in that realm, that, that family. Yeah. And then you had that tattooed teenager, teenagers with from Beverly Hills, which was like a direct ripoff. Skip. The, like a direct <laughs> ripoff. Um, so, what was your. I jumped off at, after Zordon left. It literally was an easy break off for me because yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like that saga well, that was ended. the intent that was the yeah. intent they said that power rangers in space was the last season and they were writing it as that the it, same way they called this the star the skywalker saga of yeah. movies i consider this the zordon era of of here's power the rangers. thing they did not expect power rangers in space to do so well that was amazing especially with uh, the toys and it was like what so the ratings were up toy sales were up viewership all of this was just back up where it was in his glory days and it was like no what do you mean we're gonna kill this <laughs> we're gonna do it again but with lost galaxy right. which i which gets them back to having galaxy rangers which was the original name yeah, of, the, of the rangers if you want to make it full circle i guess they tried to yeah, but it was terrible i was all they well, that's was... thing. i tried to watch lost galaxy don't get it yeah, twisted yeah, yeah. i it wasn't like oh Space is over. I'm completely done. I literally tried to watch Lost Galaxy. Yeah, me and too. I was upset that yeah. they all had swords. Yeah. Literally, I was like, I'm not into this. this. Uh, I didn't like the designs. I didn't like they all had swords. I didn't like that swords all the animals were real. Yeah. But then they became robots. It, not because, a fan of it. Because the Japanese uh, adaptation, I guess, was, was uh, it was not what was what we thought, what we made it as to be. It, it had nothing to do with swords and, and Orion and space and nothing like that. Yeah. It was, it was like a jungle theme and stuff like that. So it was a bunch of like mixing of animals. Just, <laughs> yeah, it was, right. it was a terrible, terrible try. They 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 couldn't do it with that one. But they, they last about twenty years after I leave. Yeah, you've seen the highs, you've seen the lows. Mm-hmm. What you, do you think is your most and least favorite Power Ranger season of the post Zordon era? Ah, so for that... those that like me who jumped off the wagon, if you wanted to give them like. Stay away from this. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. a complete waste of time, and try to pay attention to this because you it might re 
rekindle some fandom, uh, what would you say? Is it easier to say the worst one? Maybe I'm going to give you the worst one first. It probably was Lost Galaxy. Wow. Yeah, it was terrible. It was that bad. So that's a, that's a pretty original. bad stepping stepping off point from the rest of the series. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. No, and Damn. then the best has to be Power Rangers Space Patrol Delta. I've heard this. <laughs> what is it about For, Power Rangers? I don't know SPD? why I love SPD so much, but I can go back. to Was it Netflix because it was an right actual now. job? There was there was their actual job. Well, it wasn't Rangers? jobs. They were in a in a like a, in a academy. futuristic police academy that that's took what I'm place saying. in the like, year 2025, and yeah. you know aliens were now uh, and with humans. <laughs> yeah, we we right. live. We coincided. We live. We live cohesively with each other. Society is, is great, but you still got the bad apples uh, of, of all races in, in, in alien forms of, of that nature. But something about the SPD series, the story arcs with each individual characters and then them together. And then uh, it as a whole, when you look back on it, it just worked. It just worked. They yeah. did two incredible team ups, too, with Dino Thunder the previous season before then. They didn't get to meet the, the which is uh, like a first of the class, right? That's like a first of its time sort of situation. Um, no, because they've been doing team ups for a while. Well, I, I it's yeah. always usually one or like one or two. Is it's it? always the previous season coming back to yeah, yeah. meet the current yeah. season. So, but they did do that with Dino Thunder. Tommy, uh, Jason David Frank actually only made one of he he, he only filmed uh, one of the two episodes, but he did the voiceover for the other one. Right. Um, the only thing about the SPD team up, uh, they were supposed to go, I guess, give it to the current season Mystic Force after. But they couldn't because, oh, I'm sorry. The, <laughs> well, the storylines, one, I didn't think of that until just now in this moment. That, yeah, they were from the future. They could have came back in time, but <laughs> right. been, oh, time travel, magic, and stuff. At least they were like, worrying about it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. at least they gave them two team-ups. So they had the team-ups. They had the storyline. They had the arc. They were on a great network. Disney had it at the time. They, that was Disney's... um. Third or fourth season, it was a. Ninja you think Storm. they handled the property well, doesn't it? They handled it well. They handled yeah. it so. They handled it so good up until the point where they couldn't do anything more, much more. Are they it. the ones that put it on Jetix? They put it. Yeah, that was Jetix's uh, uh, network because it was right. on Disney XD, and then Jetix. It became Jetix to make yeah. it sound cooler and stuff like that. <laughs> like whatever. All of it still. All of it still the Disney Channel. Hundred percent. You know, uh, just Jetix was at from seven p.m. to you know eleven p.m. and then that's what that was that block. But yeah. From um, Ninja Storm, Power Rangers Ninja Storm, to Power Rangers RPM, Disney had it, and they did an incredible job. Brought it back to Saban. Uh, Saban re- uh, it. <laughs> retooled it, re- kind of got it back up on its feet with Power Rangers uh, Samurai. Then they got into this thing where they started to not just do one season, they had to do a super season of that season. Okay. So it was Samurai, and, and then it was Samurai. Super Samurai. And then it was like, How uh, does Hasbro get it? Uh, Hasbro got it after, I guess, the Power Rangers 2017 movie didn't do what they thought it was going to do. We know about that whole thing. The box office. Right, they're already reflect. talking about another one. So, yeah, hopefully Hasbro can do it. And Hasbro can do it because we've seen what they've done with Transformers and, and, and properties like that. But, yeah. Um, so, I think Saban just was looking to do something else because he's doing movies still. There's still a Saban uh, movie studio. Yes, around, yes. You know, they, 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 did films, a, yeah. they did a movie with WWE, I believe, right? Or I wouldn't be like surprised. That? Yeah, probably that, um, the main so, event or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why he sold it, but he did wind up selling it. And uh, Hasbro was there with the paycheck. And, and they're the next they, daddies, huh? And they are the current daddies. Current daddies. <laughs> so, and, and then they, were, they just finished their uh, Hasbro, uh, I forgot what they call it. They're, like an event, like a convention? big event, yeah, 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 online only because of you know the whole COVID thing. But they included Power Rangers heavy in that with the, the 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 new lightning collections they got going on currently. I love what they do with the packaging. 
Even the legacy the, toys, the legacy. Yeah, you see, uh, well, well, uh, Bandai had Bandai when he was back with Saban the the the, the very last time. Bandai had the license, so, but Hasbro has their own. I think you know, licensed uh, okay. or plastics or whatever. You know, right, right. So they've been making they've been making some really good things. The only thing I wish they would do is um give us more details on this next movie if if there is one, <laughs> um and and uh, give us like more variations of like seasons and helmets and cosplay and costumes and things that are tangible that i can go back and touch give me a command center like playset or yeah you know yeah. something a little bit uh huger than what we've had and if you got to make it collectible worthy and it's like 500 dollars for this thing so be it you know it's not a toy it's a you know what i mean in your opinion what is it about power rangers that has allowed it to stand the test of time um Ooh, that's. Um, I, I'll give you. I'll give you my thing. Yeah, I yeah, think that. Yours? I think that. The most optimistic of us likes to work as a team. We like to. We we know that we are all different. We know that we all bring different tools to the table. Yeah. And at our best, as a race of humans, we work best together. We, you know, regardless of our differences, regardless of you know race, sexuality, any of that kind of stuff. And um, what I really liked about Power Rangers is that you know how people see themselves in representation. Um, they rotated that roster. We've had women leaders. We've had black leaders. Yep. We've had Hispanic leaders. Um, they've changed the colors so that the colors are not gender yeah, yeah, specific. specific anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and ev- so there's always something for somebody. Yeah. Um, you can always see yourself as someone on the team. Yep. And that allows you to... Kn- not everyone is going to be the leader, but we're all pieces of this team that can do great things once we're together. It's a bigger picture. And then I guess... um. I guess it's the same reason everything has been able to, in the world in general, in life beyond yeah. this, is um, it has nothing to do with box office or, or television or even the toys. It's, uh, and I think it's the fact that it'll always be new to someone. Yeah. You know, and they carry it on. Yeah. And so that's how it goes. Like how new Star Wars fans yeah. are carrying it to the next generation. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to carry it, man, with new, new eyes on the prize. Well, that was amazing. And you know, we constantly have to carry this cast from one episode to the next, regardless of pandemics or diseases. Yes, go um, we, we Things are, I guess, I, th- I think I, it's time for me to go. Uh. I guess things are starting to get better. I'm happy that you were able to come in studio today and talk absolutely. about this. This was absolutely amazing. Um, and this is just one of the many episodes of Major Issues Podcast that you can find at comicbookclick.com, which you helped me design. Yes, uh, we're, the aesthetics, we're, the identity, the branding, all of that. It's we're working all, on some big things, though. We're working on some big things for the future of Comic Book Click. Um, but right now, you can find every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast on comicbookclick.com. So if you like what you're hearing now and you want to hear some more of this kind of talk, go to comicbookclick.com. We have every single episode there. We have articles there. We have information on the people who make Comic Book Click what it is, and most importantly, we have our shop there, our shop at CBC link there, where all of our original designs uh, on TeePublic. If you already have a podcast app and you don't want to go to comicbookclick.com, you can always go to Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, TuneFind, Spotify, YouTube. We are literally wherever podcasts are found. <laughs> the quickest and easiest way to find us is to go to 
of Zoom. <laughs> the quickest and easiest way to find us is to Google Major Issues Podcast, and we're the first ones that pop right up because we're always talking about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We are also across all social media at Facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. We're also at Major Issues on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're all on social Twitter. media. Uh, you have some stuff you would like to plug? This is the plugging um, section. Tpublic.com slash store slash Kevstalgic. K-V-S-T-A-L-G-I-C. We will put a link in the show notes. <laughs> it's, it's, that's <laughs> we'll as put simple a link as that. There. Uh, look at the show details and there will be a link there. Uh, he's doing some great things with Kevstalgic with 32 baboons. And we'll be doing um, some stuff soon. Uh, the, we do this all for your charge. The only thing that we ask you is if you have a time, you have some chances, rate and review us on iTunes. It's the quickest way for us to grow our podcast and, five stars and yes give us five stars uh it's the quickest way for us to grow our podcast and find out what you like and what you don't like about what we're doing uh, we're trying to make sure that we reach that future where we become the newest the hottest latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media i've seen it in the future can't tell you how we do it we'll mess up the timeline so just make sure that you're staying with us on that rate and review us and help us grow this audience next we'll be tackling the boys but as far as this episode is concerned, my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am Kevin Arner, the Red Ranger. And this has been our Justice League Power Rangers crossover comic review. And remember, whether you're a teenager with attitude, a glitch in the power grid, or really just like Krispy Kreme, remember it's always morphin' time. And remember you, yes you, are worthy. worthy.